Welcome to the first episode of SOS ID. This is our newest show under the Salt of the Streets umbrella, and at its core, it's a show about men's mental health. It's a conversational show that discusses a variety of topics related to the everyday issues that men face. Uh, we'll be touching on just about everything from alcohol and drug addiction to relationship experiences from what it's like to serve in a combat zone overseas to dealing with issues that arise at big family gatherings, dad issues, bachelor issues, suicide, divorce, child custody, dealing with the death of loved ones. Um, this show will cover the whole gamut. We call the show SOS ID for a reason. The concept being that we are here to identify issues that we as men deal with and struggle through in hopes of creating the space to manage them in a healthy manner before it's time to throw up an SOS alarm. Uh, in this episode, the first episode of SOS ID, um, it's something I'm right now I'm calling it a family episode. Instead of having a guest on this one, it's just Donovan and I. Um, today, we talk about a multitude of issues related to and around the holiday season. Trials and tribulations related to concentrated family time, especially when you combine parents, grandparents, kids, and siblings all in one single house on a family vacation. Um, gift giving, cooking holiday meals, and the politics of families both new and old. While many of us spend time with family and loved ones during the holiday season, the reality of life means that from time to time, some of those family members and loved ones pass away. We discuss what it's like to go through that and what it's like to lose a parent. Donovan, for the first time, surprisingly, um, opens me up and we discuss the death of my father, followed by how one of his best friends and is dealing with the death of his own father and how that process is going up to now. Um, Donovan opens up about what it's like to choose to not associate with his own side of the family anymore and how that affected his holiday season and overall his life in general. We hope that through these discussions, um, you might be able to find a little bit of kindred spiritness, if you will, if that's a, if that's a term, um, and might be able to take something from our experiences or as we go forward, the experiences that we have with our guests. And now, without any further ado, episode one of SOS ID. So there's some stuff from the vacation um, that I think is worth talking about. Um, there was like... Well, being surrounded, packed in with a bunch of family like that, there has to be. Right. Sometimes it was it was difficult to like fully enjoy myself, mm -hmm. right? Um, to be like really relaxed um there was a it's worth mentioning we were with jordan's family mm -hmm. right we were with many of my family we're with jordan's family with her mom and her stepdad and her grandma was there yeah. and their sister and our brother-in-law michael and then their kids and our kids um so yeah it was, it was a packed house and it, but it was Lots like it was it wasn't like that bad you know okay. the kids are crazy because they're five they're and four and three and one like yeah. that's just how that's going to be i had know? enough chaos dealing with four dogs okay yeah <laughs> but there was just there's like always times when 
it's feeling like somebody doesn't want to be there. You mm. know, somebody like would rather be somewhere else. And I understand that to as an far extent. As like the, the adults like, specifically. Yes. Yeah. Um, that they just would rather be doing something else. You mm. know, part of his like Jordan's stepdad is like constantly on his phone, like all, the entire fucking time, the whole entire time he's on his phone. When we're all sitting together, we did a thousand piece puzzle, crushed a thousand piece puzzle in three days. Finished on my Smashed birthday. It. Oh man, there was like cookies on there. It was a Christmas one. There was cookies on there, candy canes, all these little peppermint candies. It was very difficult. I was very pleased. A big pie in the corner. Merry Christmas. It was awesome. I got a picture of it. Nice. Um, yeah, it was great. So, so we're doing that and we're playing games and shit. And he's like just sitting on his phone, you know, like while we're doing like family things. What are you doing? Why are you we're here a for bit. a week? To like the whole point of this, you know, it's like Jordan's sister and, and our brother-in-law are from California with their kids. Like they don't live here anymore. Yeah. We're spending a week together for Christmas, and you're just constantly doing your own thing, disassociating from what's going on to like be on your phone. Whatever people, you know, have their own just dealing with their own things. Everybody's dealing with their own stuff, you yeah. know. But the whole point of this was for us to like hang out. And be together. Yeah. And that was the whole point. We didn't really do presents. It's a time thing. Yeah. You know, that because they're all there to spend quality time together for Christmas. The whole point of the investment. Yeah. So when you're doing this, like you don't, it very much feels like you don't want to be here. You would mm-hmm. rather be doing something else. Yeah. You know? Just pay a little bit, bro. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Mike Lennon were sick on and off. Like he was sick when we first got there and then she was sick when we were leaving. So that's definitely mm-hmm. part of it. You know, they're like, they're darn comfortable generally. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like... The two days before they're leaving, you know, he's just, he's, Michael's just tense the entire time. He's like, I'm prepping to go. I got to work a drive on the California and this, and this, and this, and this, and this. I got to pack this. I got to pack this, everything, this, blah, blah, blah. And like, I understand um, to a certain extent that you like have to travel and stuff. The same deal. We're trying to fucking chill and like mm-hmm. hang out. You know, yeah. that's we got two more days. Like, let's fucking hang out. Yeah. Like, maybe the day before is acceptable. Yeah. But. The drive, the drive, the drive, the drive. Okay. When we were planning this, we asked you, we offered, we'll find somewhere in Northern California or like Southern Oregon that's halfway and we'll all drive 10 hours and we'll yeah. call it a day. And he was like, this was when they were still living here, you know, so they're not, I'm not sure about this or blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Don't worry about it. Just make it up there and we'll just make the drive. We'll make the drive. Asked him a bunch of times. So they drove from California? Yes. By Yo. choice. We, okay. we offered to not have you do that, to yeah. meet in the middle where we would all drive 10 hours, and then we would all have the same amount of shittiness that we're dealing with. Yeah. Instead, you're complaining about the drive when we tried to get you to not do that. I sympathize that your drive is unfortunate. You have two children. Your, your wife is sick now. Yep. It is going to suck. Yeah. We offered for you to not do this. Yes. I don't want to hear you complain when we offered to not have you fucking drive 20 hours. And you chose to do that. You made a choice. Like, I'm sorry, so you might you, be regretting that. What do you want from me? Yep. You know, and I think don't um, make it everybody else's problem. Like the 26th or something, you know, we're sitting down after the kids go down, and we're like, Jordan's like, so what do you think? You know, everybody like, will we do this again? You know, we whatever. And Michael's like, oh, the drive fucking killed us. Well, we fucking offered to not do that. Like we tried to get you to not do that, yeah. but now this is the thing. We can't do this. Blah blah blah. You did. You you gave zero input on the location, on the building, on the separation, on the anything. Yeah. You told Jordan to figure it out. And this is this is what it's done. That's what everybody said. Is Jordan figure it out? If you you find you find a place, we'll all be cool with it. So shut the oh. fuck up, then. You don't get to then bitch about the accommodations, about the oh how we're all in the same place, about how we're all anything because you chose you you fucking abdicated any responsibility, any choice from that at all by putting that on Jordan. Yep. So she picked a place that she thinks works well, and it did work well. It was great. You, you you chose this. I yeah. don't want to listen to you complain. Man to man, I don't want to listen to you complain when I tried to not have you do this. Yeah. 
That's a fucking grow up moment, dude. At the same time, I'm only going to ask you so many times, are you sure that you're willing to make the drive? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to pester you about it. I'm not. I'm going to ask you three times maybe. And if you say yes every time, I'm going to expect that you're being honest and I'm going to take you at your word. If you're choosing to be dishonest, I can't do anything about that and I'm not going to involve myself with that situation yeah. i'm not going to involve my emotions in it when you were dishonest mm-hmm. i don't care then I'm... yeah that's not good and there's always that like it's like a guilt trip thing too it's like yeah you know we did we did all this and i'm i'm gonna do this so that i have something to bitch about that's not a good look man i i feel like that happens to a lot of people especially during, during the holidays because there's this weird obligation thing and people have a hard time saying no yes when they should just say no i'm not into this right but if you go along with it and you agree to things and then you, or you just offload all the responsibility to somebody else to make the decisions for you and then you just have to go, yeah, I'm going to do that. Or no, I don't think I want to do that. Right. Then you have to fucking man up and just deal with it, man, and then try to live in the moment and have a good time. It doesn't do anybody any good to sit there and bitch the whole time. And even in like the in that conversation of like would we do this again you know it takes like coaxing and like a lot of conversation for it to come to a point of like yeah we might do it again if the like if the accommodations were different and like if this but the first thing is like no i could have got one i'm not gonna do it again so you just don't want to have our kids spend any more christmas together until we happen to live in the same yeah. place that's what you don't want to find to try a, a way to make this work for a fuck fuck us adults you don't want our kids no. the only cousins they have you don't want them to try and spend christmases together while they're young because you fucking didn't want to be involved in the planning to begin with or take a fucking breath and let's have a reasonable discussion about the things that you would like to see in next christmas vacation yeah i would like it where we met in the middle and we maybe had things where we were in like an apartment complex or something like that's a thing that that is condos or something like that these are all reasonable points to be brought up in a conversation next time totally reasonable in in this exact conversation that jordan has created the space for instead you're like no the fucking drive killed us Okay, then we'll just move from there, you know? Dude, I'm frustrated like, hearing about and this. And it's kind of hard because he's not – I love Michael. He's not a dick. He's not a shitty person. He's not – I don't even think that he would, like, do the thing, you know, where he's trying to, like, have a thing to complain about. Mm-hmm. But I just don't – I think that in the stress of all the other stuff that they were doing, he didn't want to think about it, which I 1,000% understand. You have to eat shit on the back end if you don't like what happens. That's – and the times yeah. when I told Jordan, I don't fucking care. I don't want anything to do with it. I cannot bitch afterwards. No. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. So I don't want to hear you bitch now. I don't want it. You no, know? dude. Totally <clears throat> out of place. Yeah. That's just, just not cool. That's just not cool at all. I just don't appreciate it. I don't know. That sounds like a silly thing. But um, I just it's didn't not like a silly it. thing. I just didn't like it. And like I'm, it's, a, it's bad energy to be around. Yes. And you're I, all there together to try to have a good time and spend some quality time together. And if you're always having a fucking somebody that's just always going to have a chip on their shoulder because of the fact that they're there there was just a lot of weird stuff that to me boiled down to like people being unwilling to be clear and like honest with their what they want with their Mm -hmm. desires or their intentions you know there was like confusions with laundry and like i this is going to sound very very minute but it's a thing that was stacked on other stuff you know Mm. you motherfuckers living together for a week there's all those little yes. things are going to happen. At a certain point, um, <clears throat> like two days in, I'm like, yo, I'm going to start doing laundry. Like, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to start running laundry. So anything that needs to be washed, fucking toss it in front of the washer. Especially I'm with just, the kids, man. I'm Whoa, just yeah. going to start running loads of laundry, right? And so, Tora's sister's like, well, you know, you don't have to do a laundry. You don't have to wear it. Like, I don't, 
I don't care. I don't want to do it. Like, I'm, I'm just telling you, I am doing laundry. So if you would like things washed or dirty things that are there, they can be placed there. Yeah. And that's fine. So their stuff ends up down there. I don't know if she, I don't know how it ends up, right? But the things are in there. And then the next day, I'm like, I'm folding laundry on the table when she gets up. She's like, well, you don't have to fold her clothes. Or you don't have to whatever. I'm like, I don't. Again, it's fine. Bro. I don't care. I'm just I, doing laundry. I said I'm doing laundry. I don't care. It's not. I'm not doing this because I really want to do your laundry. Yeah. I'm doing it because I. We're I, all in a house together. There's only one set of washer and dryer. I also need shit that's done, but I don't mm-hmm. want to not allow somebody else to think have things washed if they need. There's towels. There's all yeah. kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. I don't care. If you again, if you would rather it be separate, it's I so also don't care, and you can just say that. Like yeah. I don't care if you say that. I would rather all just do it. Yeah, that's also fine. Tell me when you want to do it, or I'll tell you when the washer's open, and we'll like we'll move from there. Yeah, you know. But if there's you're going to really just, easy process to set up a quick system, if you want to things, you know, of like of like uncomfortability with it, you know. And again, I don't. You're an adult. I'm not going to yeah, continue dude. to fucking ask you are you okay if with this do you want me to do this would you rather do it by yourself mm-hmm. you're not my wife i don't i'm not no <laughs> gonna put in like that extra effort to make sure that to really ensure that your needs or, or your desires and that your emotions are being accommodated in like a day-to-day task like this no, man, you know it's not my job if you have a preference you are an adult and can say that yeah i'm not going to say no 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 just let me do all of the laundry <laughs> why would i do that because i need to do laundry in the house i don't want to do your oh, laundry i don't dude, care like fuck you, know? you for trying to be a helpful dude be like hey man i'm, I'm doing some laundry like, feel free to throw some in if you want she wasn't being a dick about it but it was just weird like continued mm-hmm. weird conversations that's like Seems like you would rather something different be happening, but you're not saying that. Kind of passive aggressive type yes. of thing. You know? and so I don't understand why you wouldn't, especially <laughs> on such a silly thing like fucking laundry, why you wouldn't just say, I would rather just do our own. Yeah. Totally fine. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. You know? It just was very weird. That's, you know? Uh, yeah. And I could, it's very, you, like, you paint a very easy picture to understand. Like, that's, that could be roommate problems of any kind really right. you know what i mean that's like and all of these just need to be it's like well can you just say out loud what you're thinking right now yes and then then we'll be on the same page yes same page club done weird. it's just like benign <laughs> uncomfortability that you know like i would start to chill and then like go to load laundry and be like what do you want from me yeah. like, do, you, do you want me to be doing something different i don't i can't my, my I don't, vibes right now. Like, I don't I'm doing have the social skills to try and interpret what you want. I need you to tell me because I can't do it. I don't the show <laughs> my life has proven out. I can't do it. I need you to tell me what you need from me and I will get it done. Yes. But I can't. I need open communication yes, here. You can't. Oh, the, the, the hints and the symbols, they don't work for me. Mm-hmm. I don't pick up on them. It doesn't work that no. way. I need, I'm oh. retarded. Okay? <laughs> I, don't, I need help. <laughs> so... Just, yeah, so like I said, nothing serious, nothing that, mm-hmm. like, but just weird, you know. Yeah. And then, of it's course, because be, then it kind of keeps you on edge all the time. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, that's not, yes. That's not a good spot to be, be. Because then I don't know, is there other shit that you would rather be being different, but you're also not saying anything? You know, yeah. I don't know. I don't. Or you might start reading hard into the subject and be like, well, no, is she pissed off <laughs> about this? No, did retarded. I do something wrong so here? I will do things like that. Like, that is how my brain works is I will start to. That's how you end up with no friends in high school. You're like, well, everyone hates me because I do weird shit. And you just stop talking to people because you think that everyone hates you already. I'll do it. I Don't fucking threaten me with a good time. I will do it. I will isolate myself. I don't talk to my mom. I will isolate myself from my own family. This, don't this, fucking tempt me with a good time. Don't tempt me. So, it's just weird, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I feel that, buddy. 
that's that's tough. That is so awkward. Yeah, and, yeah I think it'll be interesting because I, like I said, I have that trip coming up, and I've never like we spent a lot of time together as like these various groups and stuff like that. But to to cohabitate in right. a, in a condo, for, and I mean, it's not that long of a period, but the two people we're staying with, I know, you know, I love this this girl like a sister. She's not quite a year older than me. She's a great person. But I just know that there's going to be like, there's going to be things I, I can, that are probably going to come up. And I am really, probably thanks to like doing the show and knowing you and stuff like that. I am, I require open communication. <laughs> yes. I don't do good, like, I don't like subtext or mm. hints or clues or, you know, like, silent treatment, bad situation for me. That's bad. That's spiral town. That's bad news. And then it's just going to blow up for everybody. Yes. I'm going to. I'm going to open, I'm going to unlatch that grenade, dude, and it's going to go off at some yes. point. So, like, I'm a little worried about spending a lot more t time, a lot more continuous time with a lot of these people as we go forward. And because we're, we're starting to plan out tons of trips throughout the summer and all this stuff and a lot of big activities that we're going to require, you know, that multiple night types of situations. Right. And, I'm like, all right, this is we're we're all taking the next step in our relationships, and that's those are the kind of things that I I am slightly concerned about. Yeah, because there's a few of my people that I know. They know that I require like if there's something on your mind, if I said something, or if I'm doing something, like you just need to tell me, right? And then we'll then it'll be fine. And a couple people operating. know. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to keep operating. Exactly, things are just going to keep going the way I would go. But man, it's I I do not. I do not uh, envy that situation, being in, being in your situation like that. Was it at least not? I mean, because uh, Michael and I have been gone for a while. They left uh, back. I mean, it was summertime, right? Yeah, in like June or something. Yeah. Or like, yeah, something like that. They've, yeah. so they've been gone for a while. It was great yeah, to see nice them. Nice to see them. It, it was great to see them. I don't want to at all make it sound like it wasn't a good time because I did have a good time. It yeah. was. Do it look like the kids missed each other? Yes. Yeah. The boys started getting after each other. The children slept like garbage, so that adds oh, to yeah. everything. The, our kids always sleep bad when we like travel. Um, that's the thing. Dax. It seems time. normal. Yeah. Dax is a hard time sleeping not at home. Mm -hmm. So he was up a lot at night and then up early in the morning. Um, not, so, a, not a lot of sleep for daddy. Um, no, vacation daddy, as I call yeah. it. Um, <laughs> yes. We, Dax said something about calling him vacation Dax, like a few days before we left. He said something about calling him vacation Dax when we were gone. And then we we're like, okay, then I could be vacation daddy and vacation mommy and vacation reason. He was like, yeah, for sure. That's it. So, yeah, several times <laughs> over the weekend, I drank every day. That was a vacation daddy yep. thing. Starting every day with a mimosa. Yeah, like, are you having a mimosa? I said, vacation daddy is. I don't, vacation I, don't, daddy. I don't know anything about that. Dude. Vacation daddy is having a mimosa right now for sure. That's right. Last day mimosas all day vacation daddy let's go yeah sledding outside i made there was like a big pile from them pushing snow you know in this neighborhood so yep. one that was probably as tall as i am and i carved a little a gnarly sled Hell yeah. out of one side of it and i hit that as a vacation daddy <laughs> <laughs> it's all kinds of stuff yeah that's, that's awesome <laughs> it was like we had dinner early one night and so we had like an hour and a half before bed and the kids were just fucking being whores, you know, and I <laughs> leaned in the kitchen. And I was like, uh, I'm kind of thinking that we should maybe put a movie on and, you know, like Dax doesn't usually watch TV after bed. Um, it's just, just keep them awake. You know, it's not good for the oh, simulation yeah. and stuff. And Jordan was like, yeah, you think so? And I was like, I mean, vacation daddy thinks that maybe a movie might help. <laughs> <laughs> so, but did it? That's the real question. Did. We watched the pop Patrol. It was chill that night. Nice. Yeah. Man. 
was good. That's good. Vacation Daddy. Vacation, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> Vacation, Vacation Daddy. Daddy isn't perfect because I someone complained about me leaving my pants everywhere. Um, <laughs> that, like, I will – because I will – we're playing outside, right? So, so I you're have soaking like, wet and shit. Well, so I have, like, thermal pants on and then I have, like, jeans on or whatever over top. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I would take those jeans off Got and it. put on shorts or something. I'd be tracking and, all that wet – you know, the melting snow right. through their house. Or, like – I'm going to play in the snow right now, but when I'm done, we're going to get ready to go. So I'm going to grab these other jeans and put those down here that I'm going to change into. So mm-hmm. they're sitting out for when I come back inside. Oh. They're on the table because the bathrooms are downstairs, and I'm just going to grab them and change, and then we'll move on, right? Or, I just yeah. love, okay. So you it ever, all makes sense, but yeah. I also understand how people would be like, why is the guy fucking pants all over the house? Because vacation, you know? vacation, vacation daddy. Vacation daddy. daddy, that's how he lives his life, you know? So I guess someone said that to Jordan, and then she mentioned, she was like, yes. Yeah, Someone mentioned about like I got pants everywhere, and I was like, "On it, I'm not fucking leaving pants anywhere anymore." (laughs) (laughs) So I had them hanging up, but they weren't laying down anymore. Oh my god! It was like a big ass mudroom. See, open communication is required. I got to know that I'm leaving my pants everywhere. Yeah, something about that's how I live my life. Exactly. Fucking come home, take my pants off. I just put them wherever, and like, do you take your pants off like when you walk in the door? Pretty close after that. Yeah. You ever seen the show The Goldbergs? Yes. That's, you know, how, like, the dad, he just comes in, and he always wears, like, the whitey tighties, but, like, he just comes in and just drops his pants. (laughs) I'm home now. Nobody talk to me. I pretty much get, like, five minutes when I get home. Um, we try and establish five minutes so I can like take my gun off and like take my shit out of my pockets and go and put some shorts on. So it's within five minutes. You just have I, to undress and get get into your house yeah, clothes. I need uh, a slight transition <laughs> until I can, you know. But I mean, because the moment I open the door, daddy, 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 everybody, yep. which is great. That's not, I'm not complaining. about oh, yeah. that's fantastic. But also, well, there's logistics to handle. Also, handle, I, you I know? have a backpack on. I have a gun on. I have a lunch bag. I have things. I always yeah. shit in my arms. And Dexter yep. was like, "What did you bring for me today?" And I'm like, "Nothing. I did, there's nothing. There's no treats today." <laughs> I did not bring a treat today. If I do it every day, it's not special. Also, I'm your dad, and I'm home. Fuck off with the treat. But he's five, so it's, it's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is hilarious. Your life is a sitcom. You just don't know it yet. Although you might be recognizing it more and more every day. Daddy's feelings will matter in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> then they will matter. Uh, probably like... Another thirteen. You know, whenever it happens, <laughs> uh, it happens, and I'll, <laughs> I'll accept it. <clears throat> my parents didn't become real people until I was my own adult. Yeah, didn't live at the house anymore, and I was like, oh, you guys actually have like thoughts and feelings, and like you, you, you feel things and think things, and you yeah. make decisions, and you're doing <clears throat> stuff. Other than that, no, that was just mom and dad. They always they just played their roles. Anything outside of that was, you know, vacation dad. Right. You know. <laughs> Vacation mom, all she does is sit on the couch and read books 24-7. Yeah. Vacation dad, not around. He just goes out and plays golf the entire time. Sometimes we get to go along and ride in the cart. But that's it. Vacation mom, vacation dad, two different people. (laughs) Two very different people that we grew up with. That is hilarious to hear your experience for the first time. (laughs) I don't don't even know why I didn't even think about that. Because, like, obviously it's going to happen. Especially when you're packed in a house with... All the rest of your family like that? Yeah. Ooh, shit's going to go wild. Yeah. But it was a good... Um, what kind of games you guys play? Um, most of the, like, what do they call it? Cards Against Humanity and a bunch of those nice. variants, you know, which... Yeah. <coughs> there's only like a 5,000 different... You could just pick a genre you like, and there's a Cards Against Humanity version of yeah. it. You'll know how difficult this was for me. Um, you'll understand how difficult this was mm-hmm. for me. The week before we left... 
for vacation. In the episode of Tell Him Steve Dave, they had a whole conversation about how Cards Against Humanity and all these variants are for people who think that they're funny because they're all like <clears throat> everything is already made for you all the punchlines yeah. are already made yeah. on everything like you just not, have to build them and not fuck it up you're not being creative by matching one with the other no. that is you're not being funny it isn't being creative right so i kept this to myself <laughs> all week i never mentioned this to anybody i never once complained about like i don't want to play this game because they fucking aren't funny like i don't like these games <laughs> i just played the games the first three days i crushed that puzzle i was like i'm puzzling right now i'm vacation daddy's on the puzzle i'm not trying to have cards <laughs> like i would play cards while i was doing the puzzle but i was very focused on the puzzle um that was a huge i didn't really know that i fuck with puzzles like that but once we started going, I was like, well, I'm into this. Like, this is this is real. Yeah. You get more and more dad mode every day, dude. So stupid. <laughs> Starting it. every day reading about fucking Meriwether Lewis and yeah. <laughs> playing puzzles. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Are you sure you're not older than me? Because I'm pretty sure at this point you're about 45. So I think the core might be yeah. the core. Yeah, yeah. it's there. <laughs> There's one more, the parental aspect. Mm. Right? Um, because the words didn't hear from either of my parents um, Indeed. on either of the days, which is not like an active thing. Um, but I was, I don't know exactly why. Mm. I was definitely emotional on my birthday and on Christmas. I cried both of those days. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I felt sad. You know what I'm saying? Just like in general. Was there something um, like triggered it at the time or I was it randomly? Just I don't think so. Um, like I know on my birthday there was tension with like Leif was going to leave. They were Katie and Leif were leaving on Christmas to go and see Leif's parents. Um, and okay. they were going to drive two hours and two and a half hours or whatever to Port Richard and then drive back the same day. And it was a whole deal. So there was a lot of like the grandchildren would maybe rather have grandma here. Um, yeah. And so that kind of seems like counterintuitive. There's a lot of I don't want to speak for other people. They have Katie and Leif have their own things that are going on that as everybody does leech into other stuff mm -hmm. because they're unresolved because they are because it's actively going on, mm -hmm. you know, and so sometimes like they are unpleasant to be around for one reason or another and that uh, uh, Leif sometimes more in particular than than Katie because she just I think she's better about like keeping the appearance up, you know, mm -hmm. even if she isn't happy about like still presenting happy, you know, and Leif was still is still doing that thing, same like disassociating all the time. saying like on his phone and all that. So you just yeah. can feel it like you can mm -hmm. feel, you know, that like, yeah, you're, it's like an energy drain, you know, yeah, um, for sure. And so it just was like, Especially on my birthday and on Christmas, I was like, I just don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to be around this if this is, if yeah. like this negativity is going to, and it wasn't like. I'm here to have a good time. It's not like he's constantly, he's not saying like negative shit all the time. You know what I'm saying? When you talk to him, like he's happy, like he's upbeat, but it's, it's like an air about him, you know? Yeah. That's like, I mean, you could tell if somebody's <clears throat> being like an active participant in the situation, yes. you know, yes. the difference between spending time together and spending quality time together is very, very different. And I just don't those days in particular like i didn't want to do that mm -hmm. you know this is my no. birthday i don't want to do that like this isn't really i was happy to be there but like this isn't really what i want to be doing anyway you know mm -hmm. if i had my choice of things of like what i could do on my birthday i would be hanging out with cody and trenton that's mm -hmm. that's what i want to do on my birthday yeah obviously hanging out with my fucking children and my wife but like of, of outside of the ordinary things that's what i want to do yeah you know trenton lives in texas cody goes to oregon every year for for christmas these are things I understand that I'm not upset about, but this is like... It's not what you want to do. That's what I want to be doing, yep. you know? And 
Um, there's a certain level of this sounds shitty, but it is Jordan had a conversation. It's fine. Uh, um, like a certain level of sacrifice on my part. That's like, this is my birthday and this is shit that like, mm-hmm. I don't, this isn't necessarily what I'm oh, going to yeah. be doing, but because it's next to Christmas and the holiday that we're doing it on, I'm, yeah. this is a thing that is fine. Well, I mean, you, know? you have the worst birthday. It, it's up. There. It's a thing. It's, I mean, it's definitely up there. Um, you know, Christmas Eve birthday is a tough one and it's gotta be, you have to live your whole fucking life that way because yeah. everybody's always got shit going on at Christmas. I mean, so that totally makes sense. So the whole deal was just weird. You know, the morning was uncomfortable. People are sick. They're like, the tense about leaving the next day and people mm-hmm. were confused about like, we all didn't even know. We thought that they weren't leaving on Christmas until the night before, like until Christmas Eve or whatever. We didn't think they were leaving until like, oh yeah, and tomorrow we're leaving from this time to this time or whatever. So, just a lot of weirdness around it, mm-hmm. you know? And so... Took it farther out next time and make yeah. sure that's not even an option. Didn't go to the bar or anything. Um, didn't watch any football. Jordan and I ended up getting a little bit of solo time together in the afternoon, like going to get some food and like doing a little bit of shopping and stuff, you know? That's nice. So it was all fine. It just was a weird... I don't know, yeah. you know? It's I don't... Weirdness. Yeah. Cause, well, I mean, there's so many obligations at that point that you don't really have a lot of wiggle room to do your right. own thing. But... Because people were trying to say that. They're like, oh, if you want to go to the bar, if you want to whatever. Like, you're sick. You're on the way to sick. You're, yeah. Both of your kids are sick. You're fucking stressed about leaving. You're stressed about him leaving. Yeah. I don't want to go and do anything with any of you guys. Yeah. I, that doesn't sound fun. You're all folks on other shit, which is fine. I'm not like – I don't take that personally, but it's my birthday, and I don't want to spend my personal time of the, what do I want to do with you when you're doing other shit mentally. You know, yeah. I don't want to do that. I'm not interested in that. Because well, then you gotta you gotta carry around that burden too. Yes. Like, okay, so even if I do go out, I drop the kids off with them, and they have to take care of them or whatever. It's like, yeah, they offered, but it's like, yeah, we're we're gonna offer to do this, but we don't really want to. Right. But it's your birthday, so we feel obligated to help you. And you're sick. You don't want to drink, but if I want to go to the bar, you'll go and you're like, have a beer because I want to drink. If you're yeah. gonna be uncomfortable, I don't want to. I don't. Mm. I'm never going to feel like I owe you something for doing that because it's a choice that you made, but I don't want to be doing something with you that you don't want to be doing. Yeah. I'm not interested in that. That's not fun for me for you to not enjoy the experience. No, I want everybody to be present and having a good time and what we're doing. It's like if Jordan hated guns and I was like, I just really want you to go shooting with me. Why? You're going to fucking hate it the whole time. Yeah. Why would I want you to go? I'm not going to have fun because you're not going to have fun. That's going to suck. Yes. Why would I want to do that? Mm -mm. Why do I want to go to the bar to like drink beer and fucking bullshit about football? all and nonsense and and complaining about things if you're don't if you don't feel good you know yeah. again I'm, I'm i don't take that personally no just, it's just, just a reality thing. just do you like yeah. i don't don't put it on me that i need to put you out because it's my day like i'm mm-hmm. not i don't want to do that you know no, i don't like that i don't it, like that at all it's a weird dynamic and i don't know how much, much sense <laughs> that makes but i just wasn't I interested get in that and i don't like mm-hmm on a day that's supposed to be totally about me, I yeah. don't want to be worried about anybody else. No, you know that's I or the Jordan, consequences of of what happens yes. when you're being yourself. Yes, yeah. yeah. I told Jordan after I after I cried, I was like, I just don't want to like, I don't want to worry about anything today. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do. It's like I just don't want to have to worry about shit. I don't want to have to think about things. You know, um, so that's usually the like. The standard thing you want for your birthday. It's like, I just want to have, I just want to do my shit, yes. not worry about shit, and have a good time. Yes. It's about as much as anybody can ask for, to be honest. That's, that's all you really need in life. Yeah. And that's, that's unfortunate. So there's a lot of, uh, pluses and minuses to this thing you totally. guys did. 
Yeah, yeah, I had a great time. So, like I said, I don't want it to sound mm-hmm. like I don't, but this show is also about the reality of the so, situation. So, these are the things that I thought about a lot <laughs> while I was over there. But yeah. I had a really good time. Dax had a great time. We played in the snow a ton. So we had a, fun, a lot of fun doing that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, we had a great time. It, was, it worked. Yeah, when I talked to Dax to when I got here, he was, he loved it. You could yeah. tell. He had a blast. Yeah, he had a very good time. That's um, good. We did like a second Christmas. We got back because we didn't. The gifts thing got fucked up, you know? Like, now we're going to do gifts. And then, of course, there's a fucking ton of gifts there. We're like, well, we didn't fucking buy shit. I hate it when fucking people do do that, dude. So, yeah, it was just a whole whole deal. So we did second Christmas. We got back. And there's also partially because there's a fucking... This remote control Wally that he's going to show you before we leave. Oh, yeah, he was jazzed on it. Yeah. um, He found it at the store months ago maybe even a year ago like a long time ago and he would think it was a target you know and he would see it and he would, every time we go there he would talk about it so we didn't fucking think about it forever it's been a long time mm-hmm. so we, since we talked about it since we're at target we're writing the letter to santa and he's like santa i really want a remote control wally and jordan and i both look at each other and we're like you gotta be fucking kidding me you have to be kidding me that he's this fucking specific about the thing that he wants and of course we didn't buy this thing before we went there because mm-hmm. we didn't fucking think about it yeah because we're so, not doing presents Yes, so we totally remote control Wally when we got back. We nice. Were like, oh yeah, you know, and like when we wrote a like reply letter from Santa to all the children, and that's like also we know you traveled, so you didn't. We don't want hey, we didn't want you to have to bring too much shit home with you. So there's more shit at your house. Don't worry about oh. it. Oh. So, yeah. So and we fucking. We had to really finagle the parenthood out of this one because uh-huh. on the way home, we were like, okay, how are we going to do this? Like, do you want me to go to the store tonight? Are we going to, like, put them down by the furnace because we don't have a fireplace, but we have a chimney? And we'll be like, oh, we didn't know where they were. Or maybe he got confused because we don't have a fireplace, so we left him down by the furnace, you know? <laughs> and um, so we walked <laughs> It was, it was bad. It. So we walked in the door, and there is a ornament that is a key that is supposed to be like a key for santa right that we got when we lived in the basement because we didn't have a chimney and how is santa get in your house we don't have a chimney so there's a key that we hang on on the door he can use this key to get in the house and then he can leave the present so it's sitting on the floor when we walk in the living room and jordan's like oh my god because he's he walk in and Dax is like, Where are the presents? You know, like oh, where yeah. the presents are not here. What happened? And Jordan's like, I don't we have to look for them. Like, I don't know, maybe he got confused or whatever. And then they see the key on the floor. And she's like, Oh my god, buddy, I figured it out. We forgot to leave the key on the door for Santa, and that's why the presents are not here. Dude. So what we'll do is we'll put it on the door and we'll fucking fire off a text message to Santa because he's not as busy now because Christmas is over. He yeah. has more time. He can respond to a message or he can like at least receive a message. So they sent a text message. I think she changed like a contact in her phone to Santa and like texted like, her mom <laughs> or something, you know. Um, and, <laughs> so, so that is, dude. That's next level. <laughs> that is exponential. That's 4D chess style, man. It was. It was a lot. Yeah, it was. That's fucking killer. Some serious work at the end. Yes. But, <laughs> yeah. So the night that we got back, we like bought the wood or the uh, wildy online because there was only three left fucking in existence. Mm-hmm. So we bought one online to pick up at Target, and then she went to Target and bought some other shit, and then wrapped him when she got home. And dude, <laughs> that's <laughs> nuts. Ninja parent. <sighs> yeah. yeah, that's like expert level ninja, dude. Legendary level ninja. Okay, yeah. that's nuts. I oh, I didn't really have any. I don't have. I have almost nothing to relate to any of these stories right now, other than like other past or past experiences. But yeah, because my th- I mean, the Christmas thing is always holidays in general are always relatively. I don't want to say stressful might be the wrong word. Like there's some stress involved, but it's a different kind of thing. It's like some anxiety about stuff. I'm always the the cook dude, so I always gotta worry about 
meals and all this. But again, I think they are stressful in general. Yeah. For like the osmosis effect, you know, yes. that, uh, for the same deal as, well, as I was talking about the house that like, so everybody is stressed. So even if you don't have things to worry about and like your holidays are chill, if you spend time in the community, the traffic is bad. The people are oh, tense. Yeah. They're not like, it's not chill like it should be. Oh you yeah. Know? We'll, we'll talk about this for the last 10 years, the next 900 years, right? Christmas is not what it should be. No. It's very, very tense. It's very commercialized. It's not about any of the things. The whole reason that we try to not do presents and do a, a family Christmas and then it turns into like 9 million presents. <sighs> this is the problem. with That's a bad move, dude. The problem with America's Christmas. Yes. Is that it can't be about the thing it's supposed to be about. Yes. Not fucking presents about living together and being together and like yes. appreciating the life and love and all the things. Yes. Right? That's the whole idea. It's what all the Christmas movies are about. Yes. Every single one of them. It's not That's about it. the gifts. It's about this. But yes. for some reason, we all still can't get the fucking message. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, the Grinch still comes back and everybody gets their fucking presents. So I think it's an osmosis thing. Even if like you don't have shit to be stressed Society's got to change, bud. Yeah, if you just, if you spend time in the community, mm-hmm. you pick up that stress and the tension from just being around it. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. And it's uncomfortable. I dodged a lot of it this year because I was out the entire week before Christmas. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, the, you know, that. The week of Christmas, whatever. I don't even know. I lost track of all days and everything. It was wild. But, um, like, the Christmas Eve thing was a little a little tense for a second just because I had to yeah, go from one location to the other location. Like, I bought all the food, mm-hmm. um, which I got money from people, which was nice. So I didn't have to go broke just buying dinner. Um, my brother Aaron happened into a nine-and-a-half-pound fucking prime rib. And I was I was gonna do a lamb roast or like racks Rack of lamb. Lamb, right? Oh, with buddy. the little crowns, and I remember. Yeah, you were, but yeah. I didn't do the crown style. I said, "Fuck it, I'm not going that hardcore. I'm just gonna cook these things like I know how to cook them." And then that's it was money. But yeah, he his girlfriend ended up coming by because she was like going to the the Point Casino to play bingo one night. So we just did a handoff the day before. So I had this beautiful ass prime rib, which I definitely overcooked and fucked everything up. Mm. But it's fine because my rack of lamb, which I was. That's what I was there for. Was perfect. Mm-hmm. It was like the nice, rare, beautiful, fucking just pink everywhere. It was phenomenal. And we yeah, so we did prime rib and lamb. Um, but if, I'm skipping ahead. Started out. I went and got all the groceries and stuff a couple days before or whatever day day before I think, um, and then just kept it at my mom's place because that's where I was staying the whole time. And then just, I was smart, kept them all in the grocery bag. So it was just grab them and go. Um, and then Aaron was also making a couple sides and stuff like that. And she was going to prep that beforehand. So it was just warming up and go. Mm-hmm. Um, what did she make? She made these French onion, or not French onion, but like a caramelized onion, cheesy mashed potatoes mm. and um, cheesecakes. Phenomenal baker. Nice. It's pretty fantastic. Oh, right. Yeah. And dude, this cheesecake Does numbers was. now, but is a baker by trade. <sighs> yeah. Well, yeah, guess yeah. numbers by trade now. Numbers right? by trade because she works at like a fucking. Uh, she uh, works at an architect firm. Yeah, numbers. Yeah, yeah, numbers but and shapes. Her whole family are yeah. It's all sh- it's, yeah. It's, it's numbers it's, and shapes. We yeah we do <laughs> we do arts and crafts. She does numbers and shapes. That's fine. <laughs> but it's uh, fucking Lincoln Logs as far exactly. as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. Made a had to make a couple of cheesecakes because the following day we were going over to her parents' place for Christmas and that's a big cooking extravaganza, big ass giant party and all this. What the kind polar of opposite. So, regular cheesecake, 
with gluten-free crust, gluten-free right. graham crackers, which were just, they got a bite to it, which is way better than the standard graham cracker, which I like. But then she made this raspberry reduction sauce to go over it, and it was insane. Blew my fucking mind. It was fantastic. Uh, and then a bunch of bacon-wrapped figs, half of which were stuffed with goat cheese. Oh, dude. And then a little balsamic glaze on top of that. I love Let's me some goat cheese, bro. Oh, dude. Oh, I love dude. Me some goat cheese. The, you had sweet, savory, and a little salty. It was like the best because you had the bacon, you had the fig, which is nice and sweet, right? And it bakes up real nice, real soft, real like it's a mild sweetness. And then the goat cheese on there with the balsamic on top was just, it's all the world's. Right. Right. Right there. It was so fucking good. It's like the baked brie with the jam on top. Oh, you know with yeah, dude. That's, that's problematic. So good. Somebody else was talking about fucking... My, Chad was talking about baked brie. Love that shit. Oh, it's so good. Um, but yeah, so I just got up in the morning. We handled all the medicine stuff. Took care of the horses and the, the rest of the dogs. And I'm like, I'm leaving all the dogs here. Because I'm going to come back tonight anyways. And I need as little chaos around this as possible. Yeah. So we left the dogs... Went over to my house, kind of did a little clean because I hadn't been there for a minute. There was zero Christmas decorations up because, again, haven't been there. And because um, I would just swing by and, like, check on the cat every couple of days. And she was Cat's elated. dick anyway. Well, she was, dude, she's, me and her are, like, super tight now. Good. We just spend tons of time together. Um, so she was elated to have all these people around. And she was very, very good that day, which nice. was nice. But yeah, and then brought over all the groceries, and we did. We all agreed to do like a white elephant thing. That's it's the easiest. Yeah. Because you don't have the problem of. No, we're not doing presents this year. Right. Because somebody inevitably fucks up, and then everybody else feels bad. You just can't get around that. So then we you decide on the white elephant, and that way everybody actually has something, and then then there's no extra gifts, which is really nice. Um, that's yeah that we did decide um me and Aaron things are so new that we're like we're not going to get each other presents but right but of course you do thank god she told me like a week out she's like well i know we said this but i did so i just want you to know that right like okay so i got time to move around and i was able to close the deal on something something. yeah and then uh, what did you guys get each other let's hear it uh okay so this Water bottle. Okay. Because my Nalgen is always like growing stuff in it. Always. And she does not appreciate that. Right. <laughs> so she got me a brand new thing. And it's got, you can take the top off. So you can refill and ice. Refill and, stuff. and ice. And, nice. and got me a bottle brush. So I can, nice. so I can use it on my Nalgen. Because I know you prefer the narrower mouth on the. Yeah, like, man. That's what you like your You can't Nalgen. be drinking out of the giant, mu- like the giant mouth when you're driving. That's you can't true. Be doing that. I drink a lot of water when I'm driving. That's true. And so this and is like... And that goes everywhere with you. Everywhere. Yeah. And now this is as well. And the Yetis are like... Dude, well, I nice. didn't realize how clutch they were until we got these, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I use this every single day. And I, <coughs> it's almost solely a lotus cup now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much the only thing that ever goes in it is lotus. But yeah. it's perfect for that. Dude, it's perfect. keep my lotus cold yep. all day. And I also got a... Oh, how did I get that? that I think that was from a... I'll get there, but I also have another Yeti nice. cup too. But yeah, I got that, the bottle brush, and then she got me a total, um, it's like a pretty top tier um, interior detailing for the truck from a homie that does detailing stuff like that. Because nice. the inside of my truck is filthy. I bet. It's 
it's a thing. There's pine needles. It's a, it's a whole jam. Yeah. <laughs> so she always gives me shit about it. So she got that. And then I ended up getting, I told her it was a shared gift. And I got us a weekend at a cabin outside of Mount Rainier in March. Nice. Yeah, scheduled that out, made sure it's in between weekends and shows and shit like that. Nice. So that was really nice. Um, but her parents, uh, on Christmas Day, because we're going to be over there, she said, I don't know how you feel about it, but, like, you can, you can, you know, her mom's asking, like, does, is he going to buy us a present or something like that or not? They're like, what do we do? And she's like, she told me that essentially, no matter what happens, you're going to get stuff. So I'm just letting you know that. Yeah. And, but they won't feel bad if you didn't get them anything or not but so i ended up they're all hardcore crimson tide right fans and so roll i tide. roll tide and so i um you remember those those books that we got from the bomb gardeners a couple years ago maybe where it was a while back maybe actually where it was like this day on your birthday the new york times thing yeah yes and so i was just thinking about this this week i'm gonna put it in the studio because it's a fucking cool it is super thing. cool man yeah. And well, it's the same type of thing, but you, they make similar ones for like football teams, baseball teams, stuff like that. Yeah. And it's just this one is uh, from the Washington Post stuff, so it's just articles going back decades That's about cool Crimson fuck. Tide stuff. And fuck, her dad lost. I it bet. was like, this is so cool. It's a great little coffee table book too. Yeah. And their living room is just decked out to the gills and Bama gear, so it just fits right in. So That's that was dope. that was nailed. Nice um, job. Thank you, sir. I, I thought I did pretty good on yeah, that one. That's, yeah. a good, that's a good pick. <laughs> I was like, oh, nice brush off. But they got me a, because we, her dad really likes bourbon. And so we bond over bourbon, which is great. And he gave me a giant bottle of Bullet, which was just perfect. And then a gang of other stuff. Her and her mom kind of just, they have stockings up every year. And then everybody just puts random mm -hmm. stuff in it. So I got a bunch of like chapstick and, you know, a bunch of really cool stuff, including uh, another coffee mug a yeti coffee mug nice. it's got the same size top on it it's all the magnetic thing it's nice. the exact same thing so now i have my to-go cup for coffee which is yeti and then i have my work yeti and i have my water yeti That's so clutch. i'm yeti out the ass now yeah it was it was a good one man. <clears throat> and i'm a little bummed the white elephants were i bought an extra one because i also invited miss kathy from workover mm -hmm. um That's and then nice. and she ultimately decided not to come, but I wanted to make sure she had a place to go if right. she wanted to. I did the um, same thing with Brian. I was like, yeah. I'm going to be in Leavenworth. Yes. God forbid you choose to come out here because who would drive this far? But if you want somewhere to go on Christmas, you can come here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, but then also like my two half brothers and uh, my brother Aaron's girlfriend, Christy, we had talked a little bit, but there was no confirmation. I was like, well, okay. So if you guys do want to come over, we're going to do food about this time. Yeah, did he bring yeah. his girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, Are yeah. they still... So, my brother Aaron oh, okay. is, you know, he's actually engaged to one of his employees and has been for a long time. They've been dating forever. But Chad came by himself. Uh, Chad came with his now ex-girlfriend, <laughs> oh <my> Katie. <laughs> um, you know, who is, you know, is a very similar thing. Just not really that interested, especially after dinner, because she just laid up on the couch and went to sleep and then... We That's all watched so our movies funny. and stuff like that. But it was, you know, it was fine. She was, she was, she was great. She's pleasant. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, she did the right thing. It was occasionally come in and, like, talk shit to me while I'm cooking. And then I give her shit back. You know, we have a good back and forth. It was, it was very nice. Yeah. Um, but my mom and Aaron are both white elephant fucking legends. They know how to do it right. Where you just get a bunch of stuff and then you put it in a box. Yeah. And then you get all this cool little stuff, right? And um, I got... 
I, I got this hoping that like either me or Aaron would end up with it because I really wanted to use it. It was a giant Jenga set and a, you know, like the two by four ones. And then a so the box was enormous. It was, I mean, it was, it was. Oh, right. Big. Cause they're all just like stacked together. Yeah. In the, yeah. But it was heavy as fuck. Yeah. You know, it's just a bunch of two by fours, bro. It makes a tower <laughs> like six feet tall. <laughs> so I got that. And then I got the, um, it's a, like a multi, it's like a three game thing of like cornhole ladder golf. And then there's a there's like some disc game that's kind of like, uh, the the fucking cornhole. Cornhole. I was like, I just said it. How am I drawing a blank? <laughs> um, and if somebody showed up, because my two half brothers and his girlfriend they left before we did White Elephant, and because I offered, I was like, well, I have an extra thing. If you guys want to pick one, you guys can also play the game and do all this stuff. You just have to do it as a unit. But they ended up taking off before that, and so those two things went together. Um, yeah, my mom and Aaron both had the, like the box situation. Katie br- got a giant, it's like a 20, it's like a 10 by 10 blanket. It's like a giant ass fucking blanket, which yeah. is real nice That's for dumb. certain, certain, certain tall people like that. Right. Um, and then Chad got a fucking bidet attachment to like, you can just hook it up to any, <laughs> any toilet. And I'm like, that is fucking dope. That's clutch. And then it ended up. Uh, let's see. My mom got her own white elephant box that she got and then gave half the stuff to Aaron for just because that's the way my mom works. She's yeah. like, I just want the cribbage board. And then there was like a, <laughs> a it was a, uh, there was a cribbage board and a couple other things that I don't remember. There was a iron lodge or whatever that log, log cabin, whatever the cast iron company is. Okay. It was a cookbook just for like cast iron shit, which was super dope. A microwave, um, popcorn maker so like you can actually add like the real popcorn stuff and then put some butter on there and just throw it in the microwave you got fresh popcorn it's dope and then we've been doing it on the stove lately oh yeah I always end up burning it it's it sucks I used to be good and then one day I just lost the magic and then I got one of them just throw it in the microwave and it pops and everything's perfect and fresh melted butter it's nice um, and then yeah, that was in mom's box so she ended up giving that there was another couple things in there, but I can't remember what they were. Um, Katie ended up with a bidet attachment. Aaron got the big blanket. I got Aaron box of goodies, which was what the hell was in it now? Oh, that that's the Yeti tumbler. That's where I got that. Okay. Then there was a this crazy ass book. It was like a bunch of facts to look while you're poop. It was like poop facts, mm-hmm. a book for like the toilet, and it's amazing. I'll have to bring it in one time. It's fucking fantastic. Um, a box of like uh, chocolate covered macadamia nuts and then a couple of really other cool stuff. Uh, Chad ended up with all the, the like the tailgating games mm-hmm. like that. And then I think that covers it. So it all worked out. It was, it was a hit. I overcooked the prime rib, which sucked, um, but had way too much fucking food, way too much food left over. I'm still working on, you know, I used the prime rib to make uh, cheese steaks the other night. That was a great idea. Yeah. Just slice it up real thin, add some provolone in there, throw it on a hoagie. Good to go. Maybe heat up some tater tots with it. It was nice. good. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, the next day, like, it was nice, right? And then we all ended Christmas Eve with our standard thing where we sit down and watch um, It's a Wonderful Life. Cried like a baby like three times like I always do. It's like a whole thing. It always gets me. Watch the colorized version this year. We usually do black and white, but I like to go back and forth now. 
Um, yeah, that, that movie gets me every fucking time. It's just it hits you. Everything important in life is that's what that movie's all about. It's fantastic. Do you guys watch it at all? No. Oh, dude, it's just the best. <clears throat> um, but that kind of wrapped up the night. I packed up as much as I could and then brought it all over. Did like two loads of dishes. I did the dishes too, which I don't usually do, but extenuating circumstances. Usually, yeah, weak. usually mom like runs the house after. I get done cooking and then I just have the rest of the night off. And then she handles the, you take care of the dishes, you know, she arranges everything and make sure all that gets handled, but she's laid up. Right. And so a couple people offered and I was like, I'm just kind of in the zone. So I was fine. Ran a couple of dishes. I was also doing laundry at the same time because I had a week's worth of me and my mom's laundry from staying at her place. Right. And so I'm like doing laundry. I'm cooking. Everything was wild. Got everything cleaned up. And then we just hauled ass back down to the shop and then stayed there overnight um, I think, yeah, and then Aaron and I got up in the morning to go over to, or no, Aaron went home that night, I think, yeah, and then I got up, went over there, we all wear matching pajamas, Yep, that's so true. that was cool, that was cool, I got these, yeah, the sweet-ass fucking pajama pants, they're dope as fuck, um, so hung out there, had some breakfast, um, just kind of started cooking, her dad was, like, smoking the prime ribs, there's three prime ribs he was smoking, good Christ, because there was, like, 16 people, 18 people, I think, coming over. Something like that. Big old party, right? But it was real quiet. We watched White Christmas, most of it. Um, it was a longer movie than I anticipated. I'd never seen it before. It was pretty good. Um, and then, like, people started trickling, so then everybody changed his clothes, and then it was just, you know, tons and tons of food going on. You know, there were, I knew about half the people that were there and then met the other half, and really, really cool people, but very, like, it was reminiscent of, like, the old school Christmas parties that we used to have, like, as a family when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. We haven't done anything like that since, like, my grandma and my dad died. And so it was, like, really nice to, like, be around that, like, actual, like, family and friends vibes. Great conversations. We, we ended up having to sit at the kids' table because their dining room table was only so long. And so it was, like, me and Aaron and then her three cousins. And so we, like, bullshit for a while and... They're all Gen Zers mm-hmm. at this point. I'm the oldest one at the table by 10 years. And so I was like, it was real quiet. Nobody, everybody was just kind of eating and nobody was really talking. So it was up to me, like, kickoff conversation and stuff. And within, like, five minutes, everybody's going around. And, but you know how it goes, like, when you talk to yes. those types of people. Like, you have to care. You have to continue. You have yeah. to forcefully carry on the conversation. Yes. And, but it was really nice. Uh, I'd never met any of them before. We had a good time. And then this lady, um, one of, like, their family friends, I guess Aaron's known this lady since she was a little baby. Um, I think Kathleen, I want to say her name, is most fucking hilarious person in the world. Came over just randomly. was like, I'm done with them. I want to come sit with you guys. And we just had an amazing, amazingly hilarious conversation about, like, music and all that. Me and her, we had to introduce them essentially to who, the really young ones, up to, like, Willie Nelson and like a bunch of like you know pop culture figures from mm-hmm. our the stuff like, like you and I would know for sure, but they had just had no idea, man. Yeah. They were like just they knew some of like the random lines that are associated with them now, but they didn't actually know who the people were or like what they did. And right. The Will and Nelson thing really fucking blew my mind, but the generational gap was hilarious. And then by the time dessert happened, which was more of Aaron's cheesecake, and then people brought over a couple other things and. 
we all were in the main dining room. Some of us were just kind of sitting around the edges, and then everybody was just having a good time. Had a bunch of really, really good bourbon that night. But it was just solid, like, family vibes. It was really, really nice. Yeah. And then, yeah, went back to mom's place, kind of relieved Chad from his duties, and then just hung out on the couch. And then eventually Aaron was like, fuck this, I'm coming back. I'm just going to hang out and we watch movies. And I, I started drinking real hard. Got super fucked up and passed out during Die Hard. <laughs> it was not great. Yeah. It was not good. That's it was really not a good look. I didn't even get to watch Die Hard. I made it not even halfway through. You're just a movie sleeper now. That's what you're... It's not a good, it's not <laughs> a good train to be on. You don't fall asleep during movies left and right now. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was nice, but I was very happy when it was done. Put it that way. Once that was all done, I was like, oh my God, I can breathe now. And then all of a sudden, mom's recovery trajectory just started getting exponentially better. Nice. And then I was more or less relieved, relieved from active duty. And now I'm back to living the standard life again. I'm very excited about it. Can I open you up a little bit? Can Please. I ask you some questions that are relevant to Let's go. other shit that's going on? Um, <clears throat> your dad's been... He, how long ago did he die? Uh, I want to say about eight years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So how how is Christmas without your dad? It's been enough years now that we don't even really focus on it. I yeah. don't think about it that much. Um, especially because we had a couple. The Christmas thing, it w- the big void was after my grandmother died because she was like the the glue the hell of everybody together at that point. And then my, bed, my dad was never really a centerpiece during Christmas. He did a lot of the cooking. Mm-hmm. Not actually, no, he didn't. That was like his day off. Like my mom actually did all the cooking for that was like her her few days of cooking throughout the year were like on the big holidays and she handled all that but like it's it it was weird for a while just because dad wasn't around and so you know i kind of have always played the dad role in the family ever since he took off and i don't want to take off sounds bad but ever since you know he died um and so i don't know i just never really i don't i don't focus on it so it just doesn't and at this point i don't it doesn't bother me anymore i have other stuff to focus on and the, the traditions that we're kind of trying to build, I guess, afterwards, which is a very, very slow process because yeah. life is very different from year to year and where everybody's situations are different. And so it's hard to build in traditions like that when they only happen once a fucking year. Right. And then sometimes people are out of town and they got this going on or, you know, locations have to change or this, that, and the other thing. We were supposed to go to Chad's house, but I was like, I'm not fucking doing that. Right. doing it at my house because I'm... I'm not going to Bremerton for this. I'm not hauling mom all the way to Bremerton. But yeah, it's not really been a... It doesn't affect me like that. I don't know why. It probably did if I th- were to think about it back right afterwards. But, you know, also during that whole sickness time and right afterwards, there was no room to for me to do that. I had to just always... Like, I just took over the role. More or less. And that's just kind of... So I just don't even really think about it. I just do the thing. Yeah. If that makes sense. Maybe that's unhealthy. I don't know. Did you guys talk about him at all? Didn't this year. No. No, I think my mom might have a little bit. She usually does. Um, but I think she was too distracted with pain this year. It was, I think that kept her mind off, but, you know. Do you feel like you have made significant or progress at all in like 
I don't know what to call it, but, you know, like healing from your dad's death, like finding closure from it and kind of coming to terms with it and just be, you know, whatever. Everybody's yeah. deal is different with it and whatever. Yeah, I think so. Depending on their experience with their parents. But yeah. I, I don't I don't really ever find points in my life now where I'm like, oh, I would call dad about this. Yeah. Because I did for probably the first three years. Um, you know, something would go wrong with the truck or the car or something like that. And I immediately would call up him and be like, what do you think about this? Or can I take it over? Can you look at it? Well, let's, let's go through this together. But now, yeah, it's been so long at this point. Like, I don't have those moments. I can't remember the last time I did have one of those moments, put it that way. It just kind of, I think I have dealt with it. It was very delayed, I'll tell you that much, because there's so much stuff to do right after somebody passes that you just, you know, and then you roll into all the major things. But, yeah, I, I think I dealt with it probably about a year or two afterwards. And then I've just been kind of fine ever since. I mean, it sucks. But it just it was a thing that happened, and I dealt with it, and now I don't even really think about it that much. Yeah. You know, my mom brings it up every now and again. She gets lonely sometimes. And I'm like, oh, I miss Dad. I'm like, yeah, I know, man. I know. I know how it is. But I don't really go into those moments very much anymore. Yeah. Kind of sad to, like, say out loud, but, it's, I mean, it's a reality. I just... I don't know. I just don't have. It's not worth it to me to try to spend time missing somebody that's never going to come back. You know, because I do miss him in a lot of ways. But also, nothing I could do about it. So I just, I guess I don't really get sad about it anymore. Yeah. Sometimes, but it's usually random. Very random occurrences. I'll be like listening to a song or thinking about something, and then, you know, something will hit. And I'm like, man, that's that's tough. But also, you know, I don't know. It just doesn't seem sad to say out loud. Like I said, I just don't really think about it like that anymore. And did you have like a specific time or something where you were processing, or you just kind of noticed a time where you're like, I'm not getting actively upset about this anymore? Yeah. It just kind of faded away, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And it, there was a lot of repression at first, you know, because somebody's got to stand in and fill the void for things. And then there's no room, you know, like I remember on the day that my dad died, I didn't cry that night because everybody else was. There, somebody's got to make the phone calls and make, you know, handle the logistics of things and just make sure everybody else is okay right. to a point. But. You know, and that carries on afterwards, you know, like who's going to make, my dad would always make Christmas morning this breakfast casserole. Nothing fancy. It was like tater tots on the bottom. And then there was like ground sausage or sausage links or something like that. And then egg and then cheese on top. But it was, it's just what we had for Christmas morning every time. And so the first Christmas he was gone, I remember that I just made that every year. And so I would always, I would always do that because that's how we started the day. But then as time progressed and traditions kind of changed, I don't, I haven't made it in a few years now because yeah. we don't need to get together right off the bat in the morning. But, but that's, yeah, that's about it. There's no, there's no real shoes to fill, I guess, like that anymore. Maybe with my mom, but that's just, our relationships changed so drastically anyways. You know, I just take care of her now as like a, like a, like a weird like friend relationship mm -hmm. if that makes sense but 
Yeah, it does. no, it's you know as far as like the dealing with it stuff went. I remember trying to write his eulogy. That was difficult. And then I think I only made it like a paragraph in at the service before I could, you know. And then probably the next week there was a lot of emotions and and tears and stuff like that. But just by myself, I do I, I wouldn't do it with anybody else. Um, probably should have been a red flag for other things, obviously. But um, and then yeah, just as time's gone on, it just slowly kind of slipped away. I don't ever remember like a hard like this. I feel good about this now, you know. But. That's the only time I really get emotional now thinking about it is like thinking about what we were, we all were going through towards the end. Mm-hmm. Cause that was just really, you know, you remember I was taking time off work because I had to take care of him and you know, there's taking care of an ailing elderly parent is not fun, clean. It's just rough yeah, the entire we, time. Cause we've never really talked that much about it. Yeah. You know? Um, like I've asked about it a few times and you've just kind of, I think all I really know is like when I've asked about him down, you've said like, well, he essentially like drank himself to death, yeah. you know? And that's really kind of the extent of the conversation we've had about him. Yeah. So, Cause we weren't really very close, you know, mm-hmm. at that time, um, yeah. like at that one when you were working at Benick, it wasn't until after you stopped working there that we started like really getting close, you yeah. know? So yeah, it was a very different level of friendship we had back then. Yeah. It was like, we, we worked with each other. Right. We were friendly. You know, we had started to have conversations, I think, but yeah, nothing like, nothing like deep but yeah it was it wasn't good it wasn't good especially as somebody that once he got in the hospice care and was dying and refused to have any kind of surgeries or anything like that you know organ failure and all that stuff having to continue to feed them alcohol so that they don't go into detox and have a a very violent death that shit is soul killing because you know this is exactly what has done this right and the the conscious choice to do that and really crank it up at the end and say this is how i want to go out and then to just make up you know you're going to the store buying gallons of vodka and fruit juice and stuff like that and then mixing it just in big pitchers because he's going to go through them all in the day that shit was terrible that stuff's bad but at the end of the day nothing i could do about it you know so you just kind of go numb and you just Right. Handled it. That's just the reality of the situation at yeah. that point. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of my relationship with like the reality of situations, I think probably was deeply, deeply rooted in those months. Right. Because you're, there's no way to get around that. You can close your eyes and try to change whatever you want. But at the end of the day, this is what you're going to have to do anyways. Unless I just wanted to check out and just dip. Right. Which I wasn't going to do. And I would imagine that a certain portion, I don't know how much, but a certain portion of the grieving, at least on your part, is done during that process, you know, where you're like, he is he is dying. Like, he yeah. is going to die. This, yeah. So that, like, when he dies, that you don't have to, like, accept that. No. You know, you've already you, understood and accepted. Like, he is dying. I'm yeah. like, this is just on just the a matter of to when. this thing. Yeah. Yep. So that's so that does make sense to that extent where you would, you've already done, like, that part of the processing. You yeah. Know? Because that's a very, that was a very real moment, I think, was um, once you're past the point of no return, and then you just have to deal with the consequences of it. You know, you 
you can struggle with it as much as you want, but at the end of the day, you know, in the last few days, the last week, you find yourself thinking things that you thought once were unthinkable, like, I wish he would already slip away now, because by that time, you know, last week or so, you're just fucked up on morphine all the time. Right. Right. And it's, you know, not really conscious. You can't have a conversation with somebody and you know that there's a lot of pain involved and you just want it to go away for everybody involved. You just right. want all the pain to just finally stop. And then, then you can move on and start the other process. Right. But that was when he did finally, like, it's, it's a weird thing. Cause he, he did just slip away at a certain time. Like there's, there was moments where you're like, okay, is he breathing anymore? This, that, and the other thing. But it was very apparent when it did happen. And so it was me, my mom and my brother, Chad, and we were all there in the room with him. Yeah, you got me on this one. <laughs> and, but I just remember being like, as soon as like the pulse faded away, mom breaks down, Chad breaks down and I just, I'm just smiling. I'm going, thank God it's over. And he's don't have to deal with this anymore. We can all move on from here. And I just remember being happy that he wasn't hurt anymore. And then everybody was, you know, yeah, it's sad. Right. But I, like you said before, I already, he was already dead. Just a matter of time. Right. So like, yeah, I had already done that. You know, I remember when I first had to take time off, like I <clears throat> was talking to Dan and Tim about it and I was just breaking down then because I was like, yeah, that's when you just accept that it's already gone. Now you're just in the checkout period. Right. But so I, I didn't cry that night. I was, you know, you're floored. There's a lot of weird, you're kind of in shock at a certain right. point. And I remember sitting out on the front porch and Chad was not doing so hot. And I'm just standing there fucking stoic as all can be, you know, because somebody's got to be, you know, and then making the calls to like the, the, the morgue or the mortuary, whatever it was, the, the county people that have to come. The and, people who, yeah. who handled the dead people. Yeah. Because there's people that handle the dead people. Right. At. All hours of the day right. and night. It's, There's always you know, a person to have fucking come pick up a body. It's weird as shit. Yes. Yeah. And then, you it's know. It's a weird industry. It's a super weird industry. But somebody's got to do it. It's like the garbage people. Somebody's got to pick up the garbage, man. Somebody's got to pick up the dead bodies. Yeah. So that was that was how that happened. I'm sorry. I don't even remember the original question. So I, I might have you, gotten nope, off track. Nope. This is perfect. <laughs> no. It, no. That's exactly correct. Because uh, I'm asking partially because Trenton. Right, I've been talking to Trenton yeah. over Christmas stuff like that. This is only the second year that his dad has been gone, and so, yeah, um, he even though he lives in Texas with his family, like he spends a lot of time by himself. He just mm. doesn't do that much stuff with his family, you know. Mm. And so I was just pressing him, like, "Do you guys talk about him? Do you, you know, anything?" He's like, yeah. "I think it's too difficult. Like we don't really do that, you know." Um, and so he said he feels like he's doing his processing and stuff by himself, um, you know. And I, I partially asked him that because like. I don't talk to his sister very frequently, but like, like friends on, you know, social media and stuff like that. And so like, I see mm -hmm. things she posts on her story and stuff. So she's posting in her story, uh, like the week leading up to Christmas about how, you know, whatever reels and stuff about how, like, she doesn't like when people tell her not to talk about her, you know, her father or people shouldn't people, you people shouldn't be telling you not to talk about dead loved ones during Christmas. Yeah. And like, it can be helpful to talk about them. It's good to talk about them. So like, 
from the other side that I'm seeing, this is what his sister wants to be doing. Like, this is what's going to help her process is to, like, be yeah. talking about her dad and to be spending more time together, be doing these things. Mm-hmm. And it's not his responsibility. And so I didn't say any of this to him because it's not, it's not his responsibility. And I'm not no. going to put it on him to make it feel like it is, you mm-hmm. know. But I know that there are other people in his house that are experiencing it differently and would benefit from from talking about him you yeah. know from like a, a group processing thing but also it's he has to do his own thing you know if he's gonna process yeah. it by himself and so i at the end of that discussion i was like as long as you feel like you're making progress like that's all that matters to me you know if yeah. you are making progress if you if you aren't doing that then i am going to tell you as your best friend that you need to try something else because sitting in your room and like doing what you're doing isn't helping yeah but, if you need time to yourself and that's what's going to, cause he's not I've been best friends with him for a long time. He's not yeah. an open emotional person. You know, he's very difficult to have discussions like this with. And mm-hmm. so, um, I don't, it doesn't surprise me any of this. Um, mm-hmm. but like I said, it's like, as long as you are making progress, then that's fine. Yeah. You, you know? don't want to be bearing things to dress later. Yes. That's yes. not a, and that was never a good experience. And in, that was in my, my concern. Experience. Yeah. Is that, you know, he's not just not talking about it and it's not mm-hmm. going to get better. And then 10 years, 15 years are going to go by because like my mom, her dad died. My grandma, who died two years before I was born and he died on her birthday. And I know that she had a different experience than like her mom did. You know, mm-hmm. my grandma would talk about grandpa Hobie all the time. She was always talking about him and like keeping the memory alive, you know, making mm-hmm. sure that those of us who, cause I think I was the only grandchild who never met him of like that generation. Yeah. So, like always making sure that we knew what he was about, you know what I'm saying? And like the stuff that he liked to do and the things that he cared about and the things that mattered to him, like that's, these were important things to my grandma that we knew that mm-hmm. about him, you know? Yeah. And my mom hardly ever talked about him. Mm-hmm. She just didn't ever really discuss it. And you could tell that she wasn't, she wasn't over that, you know? And that's, I just turned 29. So he, that's 31 years ago. Um, and so she's still not over that um and part of it is because she personalizes it like because of her birthday you know that like is i don't i don't know exactly the experience with that but there's definitely certainly has to be a factor definitely a personalization aspect to it you know Mm -hmm. of it happening on her birthday that like hinders her ability to process that or whatever to get over it Um, but you just i can tell just in the way that they discuss him you know it's very different Um, yeah and everybody does things processes things differently some people can just process them alone my grandma's very logical so i also understand her and i are very similar so mm-hmm. i also can understand how you know she also was a fucking nurse for a long time so she's like motherfuckers die like motherfuckers die every day all, this all is, the time yeah this is what it is he had a heart attack before had a heart attack mm-hmm. again and it killed him like this is yep. so i don't like hospitals this is how bodies work you yeah. know so i can see how she would have and she would still she would tell you the same thing your mom you know like i miss him like this is mm-hmm. our anniversary like i i miss oh, him yeah. every day you know i whatever like she would tell you that stuff yep. um she was never closed off about it um mm-hmm. and i didn't think about it when i was a kid it's only now that i'm an adult you know but yeah yeah, mom had. I'm, now that, you know, thinking in retrospect, the post-death like trauma for my mom, it was a very long process, which makes sense. You married to somebody for decades and decades right. like that, and you know, you have kids together, you do the whole thing. You know, it's. I can't even begin to understand what that's like, because um, I remember when she sold the the house that we all lived in in Paulsbo because who wants to live in that fucking house anymore and it's too much for one person to handle anyway so she's a big they, house yeah it was yeah it was a big split level house but that it was a big 
horse property, you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So she kind of held up her end of, like, the barn side of things, and then Dad took care of everything else. And then all of a sudden, that was gone. And then it was up to, like, me and or my brother to help out. And then, like, my half-brother and stuff would randomly... She was telling the story the other day, or actually this morning, when we were having our breakfast thing. So these um, are your mom's kids or your dad's kids? These are my dad's kids. Okay. Yeah, my two half-brothers were my dad's kids. Um, but they grew up in the house with us. You know, they were my brothers for yeah. a very long time. They were yeah. just older, so they weren't around that long. I have also just never asked, so I did not know. Oh, yeah. Jordan <laughs> asked me when Aaron was here doing the work. She was like, how are they related? I was like, I honestly don't know. I know that they're half-related. Mm -hmm. One of his parents are the same yeah. as his, but that's all that I... And I never met him. Like, he came here when I was at oh, work. Yeah. So all this time, <laughs> exactly. like, just give him a hug. Merry Christmas. Like, I don't even know what he looks like. I, I've never <laughs> even met him before. <laughs> so it's really funny, especially Aaron, because he's... We're all relatively tall people like chad's not super tall but he's tall yeah he's regular know. tall um my brother the oldest one of us four boys is you know he's 50 50 now yeah i think he's 50 um and then aaron's like probably 47 or something like that but like marty is tall just like me he's we kind Fucking of we Marty. went oh eye to eye dude. yeah i forgot yeah party I marty forgot. is yeah that's right oh my god yeah um yeah, they we always the way we used to put it is like those are uh, my dad's kids from his Coast Guard marriage yeah. because that's what it was, and then other things happened. But um, Marty is probably six. Who could resist Carolyn? She's a fucking wild. Indeed. she is a riot, dude. Oh, dude, that's why the homies came. The homies came over today, and we all had breakfast because the people want to cheer her up, and you know she's a very very popular person she's with people young and old it's she, a whole thing i think she's the only silver-haired person to tell me to go fuck myself before. oh yeah <laughs> it's, oh she's yeah very funny it's not the first time it's gonna yes. happen it'll happen more yeah, she's a lot but she's very funny mm -hmm. <laughs> especially after a couple bevies yeah um but yeah marty's probably six two you know i'm six four chad's probably six one six i don't know he's he's relatively tallish um but aaron's like five foot eight Maybe, maybe, like he's not a tall dude at all. He's Your kind of a short guy. Tall? Yeah, yeah. He was six four, just like me. And so it, somehow or other, and even Aaron's mom, Marty and Aaron's mom, she's not a short lady either. Like she wasn't. She's probably about ish my mom size, maybe like height wise. Like Aaron she's just not got short. Fucked, huh? He just got fucked, dude. He's like five foot short. Because Jordan's five eight. <laughs> probably smaller than that. <laughs> now that I think about it, if we're gonna stack him up, Jordan. That's I don't know. so funny. But yeah, it, it's so weird. He we just should got ask the, her if, like, how, was yeah. he shorter was than Was he you shorter or? than you? How did that look? Because, I don't know. But also, I also got a, Aaron's such a good dude. He, thinking about it, he's the one that gave me that uh, Freedom Over Safety shirt that I just got recently. Like, he's kind of a, he's a real kind of, like, liberal dude. But he's also just super based as yeah. well. And I think I got most of my anarchist tendencies, like, deep down. Like, all these feelings that I'm realizing are, are real, I fucking, they came from him. That's Growing nice. up around him. He's always had, like, a problem with authority and hated the fucking government, but also goes to Burning Man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that type of, like, that type of dude. And That's he's nice. a hardcore pyromaniac. Um, but I was, before I got off track, I was thinking back the healing process for my mom after my dad died. Um, she moved to Seabeck. Right, and she got a log cabin and she didn't know what she was doing with and on some property that was not ready for horses but could hold horses and so she was just work, 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 working all the time and I would go out there to check on her, you know, as much as I could even though I 
it was a fucking hour away because it's in the middle of bumfuck Seabeck. And especially during like the summertime, me and her would go over there. I, I mean, I'd go over there and meet up with her and then we'd sit on this cool ass outdoor swing that she's got. This mm-hmm. little cool like, I don't know, porch swing. It's got two seats on each side and there's like a console for bevies in the, in the middle. And then we'd have uh, what we call, we still call swing beers now. So still do it to this day uh, when it's nice out. And I remember a lot of conversations where we'd be talking and then you could tell, you know, she'd miss his dad and then she'd bring up something and she'd start crying. And so like, you know, there was a lot of post-processing. Yeah. And vicariously you do, if you're even, even if you're standing there to be like the pillar for the family to hold up and, you know, trying to be the stoic one and everything and make sure everything is still moving forward. There's still a lot of good processing that comes with that. Right. You know, there's a lot of, what's the right word? I just say processing. That's the best way to put it like that. It it still comes with that. Even when you're having to be the strong one, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You still deal with a lot of that stuff. Maybe you just, you fight back the tears or something like that, or, but you're still still going through it. You know, you're still growing through it. You just have to not break down when other people do, which is, you know, it ain't easy, but it's, it's definitely got its perks in, in the long run. You know, it helps you be more, helps you be like that further in the future with everything. I've noticed that I, I was able to grow emotionally stronger after that situation and through it than I had ever been before. I didn't realize how soft I was beforehand, but it's been very healthy for me to, and I've been able to be that person for a lot of people now. It's, it's great. You know, it allows you to take a lot of big leaps of faith and just, no, I can trust in myself to handle whatever this is. I've been through a lot of, I've been through that. I can handle this. This is nothing compared to that, you know, emotionally. So it's, it's paid dividends, I think. Yeah. yeah. This I love having these conversations with you. We've never done this before. Mm-hmm. This is fantastic. And the holiday time is like a great time to to go through it because all and it's the family stuff. It's all right there. And yeah, like I didn't even really think about dad almost at all this year. He just was taking care of the rest of the family. Yeah. Which worked out fine. You know? As, man, I was good. I had started to say this earlier, and then I started talking about other stuff um, that I didn't hear from. I'm not trying to shift or anything, Mm but um, well, I am, but not like too harsh for shift. Um, That I didn't hear from either of my parents this year, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Which is not something that. Is that weird for your dad, though? Or is um, that mostly weird from your mom? So I wasn't something from either side that I was like actively upset about, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But I don't think on either part I'll ever like. I don't want to say ever because I don't know, but I. It's going to be a while, I think, before I don't care that I don't hear from them. Mm. You know, um, around that time. That's and interesting. My grandma has called me twice since I stopped talking to my family, and it's like always around Thanksgiving, always around the time that Trenton's dad died, because that's when we stopped talking to each other. <laughs> and <clears throat> the last time she called, I was like shocked when she called and so i showed jordan the phone and we were kind of like talking about it and i was going to answer and then i missed the phone call and i didn't oh. and i didn't call her back i just took too long um and then didn't call her back but i was going to answer um but i just didn't mm. i was very surprised 
you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, I didn't hear from either of my parents this year again. Um, I don't hear from my dad usually. Um, yeah, like the dad thing doesn't surprise me. Yeah. And right. I've, I'm, How long I'm, has it been since you quit talking to mom? It's going to be two years um, because it was all like at the same time uh-huh. um, that like I hadn't been talking to my mom for a while and I was still talking to my grandma. And so I don't know exactly. I remember the last time that I saw my mom was on her birthday two years ago because she had like guilted us into bringing Dax over there. Mm. And so we spent time over there. And when I left, I was unhappy about yeah. how the whole situation had come about. It was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. Like I'm uncomfortable with this dynamic, with how any of this is working. Yep. Um, but I would still talk to my grandma and stuff. It was during COVID. So like, I think I was the only person who could go there. Like we couldn't bring Dax there because they were still weird about kids and old people and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and that was part of the upsetness is like she did see him on my mom's birthday and was like, you know, I was so upset that he didn't recognize me. And he was two, right? He was fucking two, by the yeah. way. Who's, he's an autistic two-year-old who like only knows his parents. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, she's like upset. And, you Uncle Avi hasn't um, come around until somewhat recently. Or exactly. You know what I mean? And he's seen you. He's known you his entire life. Yeah. So I wouldn't um, expect a two-year-old to recognize me. That seems, I don't know. No. I'm not a parent, so, so I don't know. She was very upset and. Um, you know, how is he ever going to get to know me if, you know, you're not going to organize meetings with, you know, at your mom's house and he can't come here because of the retirement home and blah, 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 and like all this stuff. Um, so that's how like that ended up breaking down. And then the last time I talked to her was I called her on the way to Trenton's dad's viewing, um, Mm -hmm. at the place on Kitsap Way. So I spoke to her like on the way from Bennick to there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm just like upset when I got on the phone with her and was like, what are you, what's, what's going on? You know, she's like, I'm fine. She's like, well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that because I'm not fine. I'm very upset. I was like, why are you upset? You know, because of the way that you've been treating your mother. I was like, what do you, what do you mean? The way that I've been treating my mother? Like, please, you know, mm. she's like, well, you know, you're, you're not talking to her and you're not letting your children see her and you're not letting her, her grandchildren and you know, your cousins and, um, you know, you're, you're tearing this family apart. And it was like, grandma, we, I don't. We've never had a single discussion, you and I, about, you know, yeah. what's going on between me and mom or anybody else in the family. So I don't, you don't, even I don't know where see I'm coming how from you here. could possibly have a, a good understanding of, like, what's going on, yeah. you know, and insisted, like, that she hadn't been speaking to my mother. I'm like, then how do you have any idea about any of this if you haven't spoken to my yeah. mom about any of this, you know? And again, you're the most logical person in the whole family. How are you? trying to form an opinion on the situation when you and I have never discussed it. Like you don't yeah. have any idea, like you said, where I'm coming from or any of this is why I'm doing any of the things that I'm doing. Cause I think, you know, that I'm not an irrational person that I don't just do things because yeah. it feels good at the time. Yeah. You know, had you always before this had a good relationship with your grandma? Always, always. She lived in my house when we were growing up, mm-hmm. grew up with my mom, my grandma and my sister. And my sister was seven years older than me. So she left the house relatively early. And then mm-hmm. my mom worked in Seattle a bunch. So me and my grandma spent a ton of time together. It's like weird. a ton of time. I was shocked yeah. about how this was breaking down, you know, mm-hmm. and it like, it got more and more heated and stuff like that. And like, I think two times I was like, I, I cannot talk about this right now. No. I, on the way to go Wrong and see time. my best friend's father's corpse. I just, I can't do this right now, yeah. you know? Um, and so I said that the final time, like, as I was in the parking lot of the funeral home, and she hung up on me. I was like, okay, well. That kind of clears things up, is, to be honest. Yeah, and she said, fine, and then hung up the phone after. I was like, Grandma, I, I can't right now. Like, I know that I continued the conversation, but I can't do this. I'm literally outside of the building, like, 
Archie's body is 50 yards from me. I, I can't have this discussion right now. This isn't why I called you. I called you just to tell you she was very interested. Morbid things. She's a nurse, so she's just dead people, all oh, yeah. the things, you know. So the whole time, very interested in, in not like, you know, what's happening with his body, but yeah, like, like what happened where's the funeral and, yeah. and all that type of stuff. So like, yeah. yo, I'm just calling you to tell you that I'm on the way to the viewing, you know, like I'm leaving work to mm-hmm. go to the viewing. And then like the funeral is this So day, from the jumps, day. you already knew what you were doing. Yes. Yes, I'm just calling you to tell you that I'm on my way to the viewing. How are you doing? And that's when she's like, well, I'm not good. I can't Please handle tell that, me man. what's That my whole family is like that. They're all... It seems so... It's very... Self-centered. Unhe- it's very unhealthy. Yes. It's not good. Yeah, yeah it's very... Um, what's the right word? Yeah, what's the word for, like, self-centered? Like, very... Um, like, uh, selfish or... Selfish. Or, yeah. yeah, extremely selfish. Yeah. Like, dude, I'm just... I, I literally told you what I'm doing right now right. and now you're going to try to have this conversation with me that's unhealthy yeah. to say the least I yes. can't do this yeah no. yeah and so she called me again like a year after Trenton's mm-hmm. dad had died and I was like not interested I don't want to I don't remember what I was doing at the time actually I missed that phone call we were um, like Christmas shopping or something mm. um, and we were in a store and I came out and had a missed phone call from him I was like that's fucking weird I'm glad I didn't get that phone call and then this time I was sitting at the table upstairs doing something I don't mm. remember she called and I was like why what do we so do? let me ask you this question then would it be would you be more upset that like you didn't hear from your grandmother on Christmas or would you be more upset that you didn't hear from your mom on Christmas? I don't hear from my grandmother either. I still don't like... Ever since then? No. She's called me the two times, like, around the anniversary of Trenton's father's death. And that's but a... I've not spoken to her other than that. And I haven't spoken to her. Um, yeah. So I haven't heard from her other than that, I guess I should say. Um, and I think... I think I'm probably more... I don't think about it, but I'm probably more disappointed upset that i don't hear from my grandma because even after i was having you and after i was having issues with everybody else i continued to like still go to her house and still talk to her and like ensure that i made a relationship with her you mm-hmm. know it's like i'm not gonna bring up anything that i have going on with my mom or my cousins or anything because mm-hmm. i don't want to discuss this with you like yeah. i want to stay have, in the proper lanes i would like to have uh, even though you know because you're talking to them so you have at least a cursory understanding of like the situation not the details but the situation i don't want to discuss that with you because i would rather just have like this kind of pure corner of what's going on where yeah. you and I are still good. You yeah. know, we are still fine. You and I are not having issues. We are not arguing. We are good, you know? Um, and that was fine for a while, but mm-hmm. it just ended up not. So I'm going to ask you a question and I don't want you to think about it too much. Just try to, I don't know, whatever comes to mind. Like what, are you feeling when you think about your mom not calling you on Christmas? Disappointment, because it means there's no progress has been made. Mm-hmm. Like she's still existing in a world where she's being victimized by our actions. And that's not an accurate representation of mm-hmm. me choosing to do what's right for my family. You know, you are not a victim because Mm -hmm. I need to do what's right for my children because you are not a good influence. You are not a victim. That isn't how this works. And she's still operating in a world where, you know, because she's still like posting on social media and stuff all the time about like, you know, I just want to love my children if they just would let me. My sister is a fucking heroin addict. That's, this is a whole separate deal than, 
you're not a good influence on my children and you don't operate well with my wife and my family unit and I'm mm-hmm. not going to affiliate with you if you can't do what, we're doing. what we need to do. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's not like a preference thing, you know. Yeah. To a certain extent it is. To another extent, I have a child with special needs. You need to accommodate what he needs to have a productive life and to do well with him. If you're not going to do that, you cannot spend time with him. I can't allow no. that to do that. I'm not going to allow him to go somewhere that's going to yeah. have his behavior regress because you want to have a good time. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. That it isn't good for him. That's not what's best for him. Yeah. I'm not going to in a world where he is still struggling to understand basic social norms, I'm not going to put him in a place where you're going to set him up with a skewed view of how relationships should form and how those dynamics should exist and how they should be, you know, like that they should be transactional and like that secrets should be kept from people like this is, those are not, that's not healthy. I'm not doing that. No, I'm not going to put my kid in anybody who's going to have him keep secrets from me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not doing that. There's Mm -hmm. a different, there's a difference between like, this is this hot cocoa was a secret, and then you tell us later, hey, we had fucking hot cocoa this weekend. Yeah. You know, that's different. I know you did this thing. This I have knowledge of this. And it's, he believes maybe that there's secrecy involved and it's a special thing you guys have. You're honest with us about what happened. Yeah. He's five. I don't expect I can't expect full one hundred percent honesty from him. His brain isn't made no, that way. They yet. don't do that. You're an adult. I expect you to be honest, and if you want to do fun things, that's totally fine. Yeah, you fucking tell us that. You yeah. don't keep secrets. From it's his like uh, you can keep like it's like a, the equivalent of like a white lie compared to something that matters. It's yes. Like, yeah, we go over to, when we go to grandma's house. We always had rice krispie squares. Yes. And like, well, we don't eat rice krispie squares in this house, but like, what we do when we go to grandma's house. Right. And it's like that's okay. That's fine, and that's yeah. a, that's kind of adorable, but. The stuff that we've discussed, and I don't know how deep we've gotten into it on the show before, but you laid out a very good example of those are deep-rooted, damaging things. Yes. That I would never, I would never give you shit for keeping him away from that. That seems like the prudent thing to do. I, I, I hold. I would. I would lose respect for you if you decided to just. Expose him to that so that you can keep some facade of a relationship going. I'm very focused on when they're adults. You know, like I think about that. You're trying to make good people. As as I think all parents should be. I'm very focused on when they're adults. You know, I don't want any of them. I didn't want Dax to have an understanding that love is transactional. In any sense, that's not good, especially when you're a young man trying to form relationships. Right. Especially now that I have a daughter. I don't want my daughter to have any understanding that love is transactional. No. That isn't how anything works when you're a girl. Nothing should be when, when you're anybody. But it's. I think you, more so, it seems exponential when it's You girl. should have no understanding as a girl, pre-misconception, that relationships or love is transactional mm-hmm. because of the many, many implications that can have for young women. Yes. So I'm not even willing to consider that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not. There are ways in which they chose to deal with and treat their children that I am uncomfortable with, that I'm not okay with my children witnessing. And they're not abusive to their children or anything, but they're just yelling at them and shit. And just, yeah. not, I'm not doing that. I don't want my kids to think that's okay. You mm-hmm. know, even though I'm not doing that with you, I don't want you to be viewing that. And when you're an adult, be like, well, everyone's families are different. And my family is different than it was when I was a kid. And I'm going to yell at my kids. No, no, this isn't, we're not doing that here. I'm no. not doing that. So. And as time goes on, too, 
like it's one thing for people to grow up in that environment and even to recognize that it's wrong if they're growing up in it. Yes. But for somebody that hasn't been exposed to that and then all of a sudden they're exposed to that. Yes. That is a level of like trauma that's going to incur that I can't even comprehend. Because when your friends tell you a fucked up shit their parents do, you recognize my parents do that. Don't do that. That's fucked up. Like yeah. your parents shouldn't be doing that to you. Yes. But you know, if you're around your cousins and this is how your aunt talks to your cousins and mm -hmm. they're fucking fine and you have lots of fun with them and their house is fun, yep. then maybe it's okay that this is how dynamics are because their house was a ton of fun and your house isn't as fun because mm -hmm. there's lots of rules and fucking all whatever. Yeah. No, no, we're not. I'm not doing that. No. I'm, I'm not gonna. So. No. I'm just, uh, I'm very, um, so if your mom called you on Christmas, would you, do you think you would have picked up the phone? I think I probably would have answered. Mm -hmm. I think I probably would have answered. I don't think I would have let her talk to anybody else, but I think I probably would have answered mm -hmm. and heard whatever she had to say, you mm -hmm. know, same deal with my dad. Like I'm not, you know, last time he called, I don't have like a list of things I'm waiting to say. Mm -hmm. I'm not waiting for you to call. I'm not. No. Because my hopes is that if you're choosing to call, then that means that you have recognized some form of fault in what's happening here or some form, not even fault, but because I'm not trying to blame anybody, but some form of responsibility mm -hmm. and role in how these relationships transpired or the, the events transpired and the relationships crumbled. There, that there is responsibility on your part for how this came to be. And if you're not viewing it that way, I'm not going to even discuss it with no. you because you don't even have a reasonable understanding of what's going on. Yeah. You know, you're still just viewing it from your own lens mm -hmm. and how your life is fucked up because you can't see your, your grandchildren. It, the really sad thing too, is that it's worse at coming from an adult because you know, like you've had the experiences already. Like, you know, now that like how much more wrong it was than when you did when you were like 14. Yes. You know, like, you're, no, 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 no. That's not, this is the job of the parent. Yeah. And this is something that you have always failed to do. There's no fucking way you're going to seat this on me now right. that I'm a grown-ass adult who understands what we're doing, especially one that actually has kids of their own. Right. Go, fuck you, even more so. And I've caught shit from people. Creatrix is one of them, actually, when we had her on the first time about mm -hmm. not talking to my mom. Yeah. Like, well, people are, you know, they're processing and they're different. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Process over there. I don't want to be talking to you until you're done doing that. I'm not interested in that. I'm not going to take into your account your past and your fucking traumas and your mm -hmm. whatever because and make things acceptable. I'm not going to do that. I'm oh, not yeah. going to. I don't. I don't do that for myself. I'm not going to do that for my kids, for my wife. I don't do it for you. I don't tell anybody, oh, Colin fucking snaps sometimes because his dad hit him. I'm not – I'm never going to make that exception for somebody. It's no. not okay to perpetuate bad behavior because bad shit happened to you. Yeah. So I'm not going to make those exceptions for my mom. I'm not going to make them for anybody. I understand and it will help me comprehend your actions and your decisions. I am not going to – legitimize them and yeah. make them okay i'm not gonna do that yeah and it's it's interesting too because you can have a benign conversation with somebody to maintain contact that means a lot too like if somebody was to, if your mom was to call you on christmas and just say hey i don't want to talk about anything really i just want to know how is everybody doing merry christmas i'm thinking about you right. and you go <clears throat> and you have a fucking five minute long conversation right. about that and then you go okay well maybe i'll talk to you later or something like that like that's that show like you don't have to go in with like pushing the chips all in right. on every conversation right. and that's again though that's not that's the job of the parent 
not the job of the child. And my family is on all levels. Grandma, mm -hmm. mom, it's a generational thing that, you know, um, not that I'm like fucking pat on the back for me, but like I'm choosing to not engage in that, yeah. you know? Um, they're not able to do that have yeah. that type of a relationship Seems you know, like it. it has to there's always something else attached to it there's always a hook a complication there's always a something you yep. know it's never just a thing yeah um, like my grandma would still send she would have her she has like a personal assistant who like helps her do laundry all the stuff you know um and she had that woman like bring gifts to my work like two years like the first christmas that we weren't talking and the second christmas after not this year but um like have the one come to bennick and drop gifts off at the front so that because they know that then someone is going to walk through the building with a, an arm full of gifts. They're going to drop them off at my table mm -hmm. and people around me are going to see that Who's someone that has. Yes. Oh. And it's not. I'm sure someone listening is like, that's fucked up. No one will do that. There's, that's exactly how calculated and manipulative they are with emotions that they know that other and that's why my mom is posting shit on social media yeah. because if she really just was having her own issue she would keep it to herself yeah she needs other people to know that she's being victimized oh, yeah. that her children don't love her and that we don't want her to have access to her grandchildren oh, yeah. because we just hate her so much virtue she it's, needs it's people the equivalent to know that. of virtue signaling it's like emotional yes. She the needs people equipment. to know that. Yeah. And so that's the same reason that my grandmother would have gifts. Because you could have mailed them to my house. Mm -hmm. We also live, you know, I mean, I still lived in Keyport. My mom would, would come when she knew we weren't home and leave a, a plate of Christmas cookies on the deck in front of the ring camera. So we would see her doing it, but we weren't there to see her do it. So you know where I live. You could have dropped them off at the house, but instead... Yeah. You chose to have her come to my work where you know people are going to see her do that. That's so... That she has to leave them at the front and then someone has to bring them to me or yeah. I have to come up and get them and then walk through at least part of the building with Christmas oh, yeah. gifts for someone to ask. That's so emotionally passive-aggressive, man. And that that's was, like, that's a dirty move. That was when I wasn't even talking to them anymore. That's like, yeah. that's to try and force a, yeah. That's, that's called just digging the knife in, really. Yeah. That's emotional fucking manipulation. Right. So at its at its finest, I will say, I mean, I'm almost impressed with the level of execution because yeah. that's that's dark. And dude. so two years of that, I was like, I don't want to talk to you. No. You're still doing this. Like, you're still trying to play this fucked up game mm -hmm. where I am the problem and I have caused all these issues. And if I would just get my shit together, then everything would be okay. Yeah. And that's not... It is evidenced by how reasonably successful my personal life has been. Not that I'm like fucking rolling in money or anything, but I've, my family is good. I have a home. The show is doing well. Like things are going well. You know, yes. that's they. Everybody's life sucks in America to a certain extent. My life is going well. You're fine. If you're, I was you're a doing piece just of trash, fine. If I was a piece of trash that you tell everyone that I am, my life would suck, just like my sister's does because she's a piece of trash. In fact, this. This is how this works. Yeah. I am, in fact, not a bad person. There's I'm an apples fact, and apples comparison. Right. So I don't accept your analysis and uh, hypothesis of the conversation that, no. that I'm the problem. That's, no. This is not accurate. It's not true. Yeah. And so while that's still like the dominant narrative in that aspect of mm -hmm. the, the fucking McGill money family, I'm not mm -hmm. interested in taking any part of it. That's you know, dark, dude. That's, I can only hope that your children grow to adulthood and don't have such a skewed and poisoned view of who I am that they are willing to 
have a conversation with me and say, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. You know, cause I'm not going to lie to them. I'll no. tell them this is, this is my deal. You know, this is my experience and this was my issue with what's going on. That's, this is why I don't talk to them. Make your own yeah. decisions, do your own deal. I'm not going to tell you to do one thing or the other. This is why I don't, I'm happy to have a conversation, have a relationship with you Yeah, I, because I am, you know? Yeah. And unfortunately but, I, I think the dark truth of the matter is it's, not going to happen right they people that are in that situation grow up in that situation are surrounded by it their whole lives that's just the way they are going to operate and unfortunately they're going to perpetuate that in their own kids right and that's going to carry on it's going to carry on and there might be a few people that can jailbreak like you did Yep, Donovan just. But I hate to say it, man. He's too but good for us. He just doesn't like to come around yeah. here because we don't, you know, meet his standards. Because that's exactly what the whole. Because that's what it is. So that's the, the way it's going to look like. Has always been of like, because it started with Jordan's family. You know, like, we think you like them better than us because you know they have more money and they have whatever. Jordan's family doesn't have money. They're not fucking. They buy a ton of shit. They do not have money. That mm-hmm. isn't how one thing does not equal the no. other. They're it's, also it's, still fucking. Their power still gets shut off sometimes because they forget to pay their bills. This is a thing that happens. They are. Yeah. Very, very Welcome normal to people America. who buy shit. That's yeah. what they do. They don't have copious amounts of debt like my family does, so they buy things. Mm-hmm. They don't have money. Various versions now, of shelling out cash, baby. It's all the same thing, yes. you know? So, but The that's difference like, between being in the black and being in the red at that point is it's just a matter yes. of perspective, really. So <laughs> that's what the this these issues with them have been deep-seated for a long time when Jordan yeah. and I first got together with that. Mm-hmm. They didn't like that. We didn't spend as much time at their house as the other houses and, you know, all, blah, 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 all yeah. back on holidays and stuff, you know, and we wouldn't do as much stuff with them and whatever. And mm-hmm. Jordan's family didn't want to hang out with them, even though they were unwilling to come to Jordan's family's holidays. And so it was a whole deal. You know, I like them better and I would rather have them yeah. and I don't, I, I hate my family and I'm embarrassed of them. And, and then, how do you, then, then quit sucking. Then fucking get it together. And I won't, yeah. you know, have to apologize every time I bring somebody new here. Mm-hmm. But when you guys scream at each other on fucking Thanksgiving every fucking year, no, I don't want to come here. I'm no. not interested in that. Why would I, I want to do, do that? Why would I want to bring my child here? Yeah. When this is how you're going to operate. Or yeah. you're going to be so disgustingly passive aggressive that oh, yeah. I have to leave. Like, like well, I always, it's very, very different. But I always have a... An interesting experience with my family compared to like going over to somebody else's family for holidays, right? Because my family, we we cuss and we swear and we we cut on each other and we have a good time and there's lots of drinking involved. We're, we're a bunch of degenerates, Jordan's right? Family, <laughs> but it's but it's fun and it's loving and it's yes. a good time and it's very different. But it's you know it's like it's salty sailors hanging out at the bar versus like a nice more proper you know family event type of thing. So it's very very different, but it's still it's not. People aren't yelling and, and getting dark and being angry and stuff like that. But how do you... Because let's be realistic here. How do you feel knowing... Because I think you do know. Like, that's just the way it's always going to be from now on. Like, you are on your own. As far as your side of the family is concerned, you're starting a new one. Yeah. And You're creating a new branch. It's I think a good example is like when Brian was over for Thanksgiving, you know, he came over. I didn't even think to mention none of my family was going to be here. Oh, yeah. I just don't. You don't think this about This is it. just where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. I need to be focused internally, and that's why I made these decisions. Mm-hmm. And when I do think about 
talking to my family, it's usually after some type of chaos has happened in my life and then, like I'm in the aftermath. You know, I've mm-hmm. dealt with it and I'm like, okay, this was cool. And I'm thinking about other shit that's going on. And I think like if I was also talking to my family, oh. my life would be so much more stressful. Like it would be so much more stressful to yeah. just to just be conversing with them and mm-hmm. be trying to do things with them and dealing with whatever they have going on because at this point I don't even know anymore. Yeah. My life would be so much more stressful that I don't I don't want to do that. Yeah. I'm not interested in that because they can't compartmentalize to like make it not my problem. Mm-hmm. And know? I want to focus on what you said right after I asked you that. I said, like that's not what I'm doing right now. You're not it's not right now. It's from now on. Yeah. I mean, have you processed the fact that like that's that's not going you're not going to go back there. And I I severely yeah. severely severely doubt. I would put a lot of fucking money whatever money I had, I would put all the chips on the fact that they're not going to change. That is internal, it's perpetual. You are lucky to have recognized and had the ability to pull the ripcord and get the fuck out. Yeah. Like that's not going to change. Like Dax will Dax and Reason will probably never have a relationship with your side of the family. Unless there's some other breakout. And even then, it's going to be a, a lone soldier like you. And I think I just How does say, that make you feel? I think I just say right now because I still leave the door open for that to happen. That's I don't good. find it likely, you know? It's not a, like it's, it's not a thing. The door's I'm never going to be closed yeah. with you. It's not a thing I'm waiting for. Like I, said, no. I don't have like a list of questions for my mom mm-hmm. if she calls to be like, so are you doing this now? How was no. this? How was this? How was this person? Like I don't Cuz that's something that's a tactic that's that other shit that's going yeah. on, you know. You'll just deal um, with it as you are right now. Yeah, if she calls, I will answer the phone and I will, you know, be cordial and answer the questions that she has and um but I'm not going to I'm not going to ask about your life. Um, I'm not going to do that. I yeah. won't inquire about your job. I won't inquire about anybody else. I don't. Because you know maybe, exactly where it's going to go. Maybe grandma. Maybe. How is grandma? But yeah. that's that's it. I'm not going to yeah. ask about anybody else. Yeah. I'm not interested, you know. Uh, Michael Jeff, her brother, I don't, we've never had a close relationship. I've spoken to him a few times. He oh, gave me random go. information. He's like, hey, what about this? I know he knows about everything because oh, he yeah. talks <laughs> to everybody. He's in Florida. That's when I get into it with my mom, I would call, I would get, I would hear from my Uncle Jeff. And he would be like, yo, this is what your mom said to me. Why, let me hear what you said because mm-hmm. I know that there's, he, like my grandma for a long period of time, had an understanding that the story you hear from someone else in my family is not going to be the full story and you need to corroborate it with somebody else to get more details. And because I am an honest person Mm -hmm. for a very long time, I've been a reliable source for that information. (laughs) Were you there? What happened? This person said this, then this happened. Then this person left. Like, that's not what I heard. I'm telling you, this is what happened. That's so So, funny. Yeah. He would call after I got into it with my mom uh, for years let me hear what the fuck happened yeah. because this is what she said. And she would do the same thing with my grandma. Like she would, we would get off the phone after an argument. She would immediately call my grandma to start filling that seed or mm-hmm. planting the seed of like, this is what happened. He said this, blah, 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 because she knows that in the next few days, I'm going to talk to my grandma for one reason or another. Yep. And she's going to give me shit All for right, so what's going on. And, and, and it was like that for a while, but the last two or three years, my grandma would just be like, your mom said this, like that's, yeah. I think, you know, that that isn't how this happened. Well, this is what she said. I understand that. But you know, 
this is not the reality. Like, that's yeah. not, I don't have a reason to lie to you about this. Yeah. I'm trying to fucking live my life here. Yeah. So he would do the same thing. And I've heard him from him a few times for random information. There you go. Like, what's the company? What's the company that you work for? <laughs> it's <Manic. laughs> Yeah. Just random, random shit. That's hilarious. That's yeah. a, Have you heard about this? No, I have not. Please one of, like, the, the small perks of having a very, very small family at this point is that that kind of back and forth, checking in, getting both sides of the story, trying to figure out what the fuck's going on, is so small yeah. that I don't have to deal... I mean, I deal with it all the time. But it's always the same, same two parties because there's not many other parties to be had at this point, right? Right. Because I don't really keep, communicate with my grandfather much anymore for reasons for another episode. Um, but, like, it's always between my brother and my mom. Yeah. Like, my little brother's got an issue with mom. And then mom, and then I hear her side of the story, and then I hear his side of the story. Both people bitch about it, and then I both tell them they're both retards, and then everything will be fine. And then, boom, everything is fine at that point because they're both on that same level. But that's that makes it very, very difficult to, if you're in even a health, a more healthy situation, when there's that many more parties to... You know, somebody has an argument, like your aunt and you, like your mom and your uncle have an argument or something like that, and then they both go calling mom up and then filling in your grandma, and then all of a sudden you're involved, and next thing you know, there's all these different parties going on, and it's just I, I gotta tell you, from everything we haven't talked about it that much on the pod on this show, um, only a couple episodes, only a couple episodes, but we've you have laid a lot of info out since we did start, so as people catch up on this you'll understand that like the true depth of it but it is a very very it's been a very very healthy decision i think for you to exit and take your family with you out of that situation because that's just nothing but toxic yeah it's just bad 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 news all the way bad bad news all the way Dan said something really nice to me like two weeks ago when I was having mm -hmm. all the issues with my wiring and stuff like that. You know, I sat in his office for a while and fucking yeah. commiserated and catastrophized and, you know, my life is over and yes. all the things. And <laughs> I um, recognized where you were at. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and I still tried to look at, let me help you a little bit. Jordan gave me shit for it the other day. Um, and I was like, I totally catastrophize things. It's, I think a certain aspect of it is like motivational. Like if I'm like, the world is falling apart, you have to figure it out. Like you It'll, have to figure something yep. out because you're, uh, you're you're gonna lose your house you're gonna lose all your cars your kids are gonna take it from you everything's gonna be the worst <laughs> yes. if you don't get it together and so like to a certain extent of that but it's also not healthy you know to yeah. like yeah. purposefully subconsciously put yourself under that level of yeah. stress to it's similar to like, like uh, self-deprecating humor but on fucking steroids right right and so like i think for the workout thing it works really good you know to be like you're a piece of shit yes. get it together like fucking that's very motivating shit out of yourself yeah but for life stuff it can be very stressful yes. to be that intense on it um and dance isn't really nice when i was talking about it and he was like you know like we'll help you out with fucking whatever like you know all the stuff and um it was like you know we don't want to be um like just your bosses, you know, he was like, mm -hmm. we like, you know, it's like, we, we are friends with you. Like, even though we're older, like it's like in, you know, with, with this stuff like this, we want to help you out more than that and try and like be like a parent, you know, because mm -hmm. everybody deserves parents, you know? Oh, and yeah. he, and I, he's, you know, he's very calculated with his language, you know, very much so. and so he thinks a lot before so, he talks. Yeah. So I know he's saying this because he knows I don't have any fucking parents. And so I was like, mm -hmm. you know, Dan, oh, yeah. I appreciate that because I could use one. Oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah. He was like, it's a wool. So it's similar things on like the father, father figure stuff. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Tim. They both. Oof. 
Yeah. They're good people. Yeah. Can we pause? I have to pee so bad. I think we can call it. We're at two yeah. hours. Yeah, I think we okay. can. So, um, unless you have anything else that you wanted to get out today. Negative, sir. Um, I mean, we'll do it again. That's the nice thing. It's like I always feel like we just scratch the surface with yeah. anything that we do. And that's the first family episode. So, that's this is good. Because, yeah, there's so much more. Yeah. So much more. So, with that, guys, um, we'll see you next time. This will be, what? yeah, I think this, like you said, the first, uh, we don't have a proper name for it yet, yeah. but like, you know. I'm fucking, stealing AYG stuff. Yeah. Going, that's family episode yeah. for now. Family episode in the family room. There's all kinds yeah. of different things that we'll, we we'll come up with. So, so yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Uh, stay strong. I think that's the tagline I had for the first one. Yeah, so, I like it. Stay, stay strong. strong. We'll see you guys. Peace.